Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Welcome to the One Life with Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I have my brother from another mother back on the podcast, sitting to the right of me, Mr. Derek Green. What's up? What's up? I'm going to miss you in a couple, <laughs> I'm gonna miss you in a couple of days because you're finally going on tour after two years. We'll see if it happens. Once you make it there, <laughs> I'm just going to get there and then see what happens first. Thank you, though. Yes. I'm excited to see a separate tour. I'm staying I'm optimistic. Yeah. And then, and then behind me, my other brother from another mother, Mr. Chappelle Lacey, is blessing us with his uh, presence today on the podcast. Whoa. Yes. The man of many podcasts because he's a big fan of our guest and his band. So I had him come here today. So welcome to the podcast, Mr. Chris Shiplett. Yeah, thanks thank for having for, me. Thank you for being here, man. It's nice to be in your kitchen. Yeah, thank you. Got to get some sound <laughs> effects going on. You, you, I can you, do that with my mouth. Though. Do something. What do you got? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Have you managed to do this in your kitchen throughout all this like crazy COVID times? Because I had to switch to Zoom. Yeah, I, I this don't. This is so much better. I don't oh, do. Yeah. I was doing phone calls, and, and it comes off really weird. Yeah. And so yeah. what I've been doing now, I've been redoing the same people when they come to, I wait for them to come, then I redo another one face to face. It's just a better combo. Yeah, for but sure. you did have like one where it was just like, somebody was like, I'm not taking the mask off. <laughs> oh yeah, just one. But that was deep in it. That was right. so awesome. And, and he's old. We're talking about it. He's yeah. older. He's like, he's right. older. Yeah, right. I, I totally yeah, yeah. get it. There was a, there was a few actually. You yeah. don't want to you don't want to kill somebody on your podcast. No, 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 no. But you don't want them to sound like the Dark Lord. I know, right? <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> but um, yeah. So the ones with the phone, they're not. You can't get the same kind of combo. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, it's this tough. is nice face to face. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So how are you, man? Stella, yeah, you I know. Stella, right? Yeah. yeah. How are you, man? Welcome to the pod, and uh, thank you. Nice to see you, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a really long time. Yeah. How do you guys know each other? Probably from playing shows with the other bands he was in you know the first time i ever and i don't even know if i met you exactly on on that tour but the first time i ever saw you play and became aware of you was uh was the first year of the warp tour in 1995 because okay. if, if i'm not mistaken and i could be i'm pretty senile so i could be mistaken but i'm pretty <laughs> sure you guys played like a few of the east coast dates right and yeah, that was like sure. right at the beginning of h2o like pretty 100%. pretty soon at the in the early part of it yeah because our first record came out in 96 that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah, so that was summer of 95. Wow. Yeah, and I remember that that tour was a trip because, like, you know, um, the lineup, but there was a lot of New York bands. Yeah. And I hadn't done, I had just joined No Use For Name, like, not long, but I'd only done one trip with them, so I'd only okay. been around the U.S. like one time at, yeah. at that point. So I didn't know any New York bands at all. I didn't know anybody from that scene, and there wow. was, like, all these, you know, there was Quicksand and Civ yeah. and Sick of It All and... 
and uh, and a couple orange nine millimeter i think was yeah, like, yeah there are all these Trump bands group. so there was this whole group That's... of like new york dudes new york hardcore dudes you know yeah. and i swear to god coming from the west coast like it was kind of fucking intimidating <laughs> <laughs> you know, like all these should be, for god's sakes like, like, the, like west coast punk rock it was just a different vibe you know it was like it was yeah. like you know what i mean it was like it was like silly and like new york seemed a lot more serious and then and i remember like especially like the sick of it all dudes i was just like oh those guys are gonna kill me you know what i mean they're crazy. fucking gnarly so crazy. and then all those dudes turned out to be the coolest guys yeah. you know we were talking about that today. I mean, she felt the difference of the East Coast and the West Coast Such and the difference. community and the unity and all that. And I feel like a lot of the Cali bands, they do really stick together and like look out for each other and always have each other on tour with them. Like, I feel like that. But also, that like, here. West Coast is way more spread out. So yeah. maybe, like, you know, I think, like, you know, most of the bands around that time were probably friends and everything yeah. and knew each other. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, you just, you're talking about bands from, like, all, you know how it is to even tour the West Coast. It's like you're yeah. driving for six or 10 yeah. hours, you know, between shows. So, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, the East Coast is, is way easier to tour. Mm-hmm. And I would think just because everything's so close together, I would, I would think. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe yeah. also you tell me, like, I think the D.C. and Boston, New York scenes maybe had some tension there too yeah there was new york boston rivalry there was yeah. a difference in the style of dancing more aggressive more violent yeah i mean it was like very segregated in a way yeah you know, the whole scene in a weird way like yeah. it, it didn't really start off that way though well you know when you talk to like the older cats from the scene you know they were telling you know there was a big mix of people in the right. woods but once he's like, I don't know, from different boroughs of New York. Oh, really? interacting, you know, somebody from Brooklyn or Queens or, you know, Manhattan, you know, that oh, was like coming together. And, and then yeah. the straight edge kids. And then straight edge. It was like different and shows. And then like metal a, yeah. kids coming right, to shows right. and yeah. all that. It was like kind of separate, you know, like if it was hard to distinguish the person. It's like, oh, you're a punk kid. You know, right. you can't really listen to metal. I mean, I remember I was really, you know, like blind blinders up. Early on, I was just like, oh, this is metal. I'm not into it. Right. You know, right, which right. was really that's, weird. That's really interesting to hear because you think of like like stuff that came out in the in the mid 80s and stuff like like uh, what? Like uh, what was it? S.O.D. or Well, yeah, all that stuff that was like the crossover stuff where it was like both those worlds kind of like it started to mingling. Yeah, it started to mingle that way. I mean, but. For the most part, it was like, you know, metal kids were afraid to go to a hardcore show. Right, like, oh, right. got Long hair, get him! <laughs> right. you know, like, and that wasn't just like New York. Yeah. I mean, that was happening in many scenes. You know, I heard from Brazil and Sao Paulo. Oh, like, it was the same type of scenario. Yeah. But music helped to merge, you know, that crossover. Well, it, yeah. It's funny, you know, like, even just, like, having never spent any time in New York mm-hmm. prior to that that time for me you know you just you, everything you know is like from the movies or what you know, tv shows or warriors so that was <laughs> yeah. like that's what i just thought in new york and i remember on that tour there was like a couple days off and i went into new york city with the swinging Utters guys because okay. we were we were good pals yeah and went in and stayed at um Stayed in town for a couple days and went. I remember going to a show at Coney Island High. Great spot, yeah. dude. Yeah. Great <laughs> spot. So great, yeah. Classic show. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. And, and I met Rusty at that Rusty. gig. Rusty and so I had this vision shit. of like New York being like fucking mean and scary and all that stuff. And I remember like going, I said something to him like, 
fuck, man, it's so great. Like, it's so fun here. I love this. I want to move out here. He's like, dude, you could live in my apartment. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're not supposed to be nice. You know what I mean? Like, That's because Rusty's not from New York. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think New Yorkers, they got like a bad reputation of being really mean. It's actually the opposite. Mm. But did it sound like, like this? Yeah, you can see, but you can live in my apartment. She's <laughs> in my apartment. You like to move in it's my apartment. It's a perfect Rusty. No problem. <laughs> I live down the street. You can see my pets and that's yeah. okay. Wait, yeah, wait. It's like so Rusty's right here. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I guess with New York, I think just everybody's just so straightforward. True. Like, there's no, Different. there's no like beat around the yeah. bush True. To, New, to New York people. So, like, some people would take that as mean, but it's not mean. It's just like, you know, I'm going to just tell you, like, very honestly, like, this is what it is. Right. It's right, like right. rap. You know, yeah. rap report. Right. Yeah, it's like rap report. Yeah. Yeah, These yeah. New Yorkers, I don't think, are naturally mean. I think they're extremely, you know, kind in so many ways. You know? yeah. They're very helpful, like true New Yorkers. Right, right, right. You know, right. they're proud of New York. You know, they want to show you the best side of it, you know, and they have their... But there was that stigma of the New York heart. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, it just blew my mind because it was yeah. like the opposite of what I expected. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Everybody's yeah. very warm and welcoming and friendly. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. It's did, cool. So did you, you have, how many siblings do you have? I have two older brothers and I also have an older stepbrother as well. Okay. Yeah. So did they get you into shows when you were a kid? Did they get you into music or was it you? Yeah, oh, big time. Yeah. My older brothers um, both played guitar. Yeah. And, and bass and we're just like into music you know just music was just everything that was like yeah. the only thing we cared about in our house was, was rock and roll you yeah know? you started like 11 years old or something right yeah that's when I started oh, playing wow. guitar and I felt like at the time I was like I felt like I was getting a late start you Damn. know wow. yeah Damn. but I was but you know it's like you also have to like I didn't really start playing playing until high school. It's like I was taking guitar lessons and yeah. kind of doinking around with it. But like once I got into high school and started oh, but playing you did in bands, take lessons. yeah, I took took some lessons. It's cool because my did oldest you learn brother, to read music or no, mm-hmm. no, never got got that far. But luckily, <laughs> right. my first guitar teacher gave me like a Beatles songbook and taught me a couple of scales, and I was Sick. like, I got it, woo! <laughs> 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 but um, and my oldest brother, Mike who's really like started me and my brother Scott and you know our whole family kind of like down the music path like he's a guitar teacher nowadays at the store that we all learned how to play guitar at that's oh, wow. and wow. my guitar teacher from when I was a kid is still a teacher there that's Scott amazing. Michael Fry wow. yeah. that's yeah, yeah, great yeah, it's pretty cool has yeah. he seen you play uh, Live. I, I don't know I, I don't know I if he's been so. out to a show. Yeah. I mean my brother has of course no no oh, yeah, no yeah, your yeah, brother's yeah. of course no oh, but yeah, your teacher sure. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Oh I'm, really? Yeah. I got yeah, I got to reach out to him and get him out to a gig. <laughs> now yeah. I feel like a dick. It's <laughs> like teacher, you want to have one of the, I just imagine those moments. Yeah. He's like in the audience, like I taught him. You see that? <laughs> yeah. I taught him. Yeah. Like tearing up. Totally. Yeah, let's hope. Invite him. Yeah. Slow yeah. clap. You know, yeah. like on the side oh, of the stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's funny that like that the stuff that that guy taught me was really it really right. is the foundation for everything that I yeah. that I've ever done really. Were your parents musical? Not at all. No, oh, my my dad was into music, um, and we weren't really like I didn't grow up with my dad. Like my parents got divorced when I was was pretty young, but he was certainly an influence. Like you know, he, and he was he loved music, but he didn't play music. My mom's musical taste yeah. was so bad like you know like, i mean she and the way that they play in the house the way that she listened to music like she would like one song from like an ann murray record and just play it on repeat over and over and over that probably was a like pushed us into Punk like, rock. Go, you know right. what yeah. i mean Go on the opposite like, i gotta get out of yeah. here yeah. Yeah. so she was playing stuff in the house and yeah and then like what kind of music were you into before you got into punk 
oh, just classic rock okay, and yeah. metal. And, you know, like classic rock and then into like the early 80s, like, you know, all the Judas Priest and yes. Scorpions and Iron Maiden and all, just all that. Randy Rhodes was like my fucking idol. Of course. Right. Then yeah. you get into like Yngwie Malmsteen and all yeah. that, you know, like just all that stuff. Yeah. And this Armored is Santa Saint. Barbara, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful there, man. Uh, it is. I think your dog just had gas. <laughs> oh, shit. I did. It's aimed Stop. right, it's aimed right at so me. Rude. Sorry, man. Is this like shit over there? <laughs> so rude. It's all good. Hey, I have a dog, too. I just didn't want you to think it was me. <laughs> oh, the old invite this motherfucker over to the podcast, and then he does that. Strikes again. I'm sorry. Yeah, my dog has done that a couple of times. I'm sorry, yeah. man. She loves you, though. Um, She's playing it off. All right, so what, so what was like your exposure to punk rock and all that stuff? And skateboarding, too, right, for you? Skateboarding, yeah. Skateboarding, yeah. like, you know, when I, when I first... My first exposure to skateboarding was when I was pretty young. I think my mom got me and my brothers all matching um you know sims was the big brand sims. in the late yeah. 70s it was sims. Sims. they yes. were local so that was like local hometown oh, wow. brand that's cool that's right. in santa yeah. barbara yeah so it was a sims um oh, what was those things called the sims something it was like the just like a solid plank of wood and then it had like an extra little bit for the tail yeah with yeah. like the big wow. pure juice red soft wheels you yes. know i remember those yeah yeah, oh, yeah. So I got one of those, and then I think like a week later it got ripped off. So that was short-lived. <laughs> but my brother Scott, he kind of stuck with it, and then like as things things like evolved real quick, and and uh, I remember he had like a like an Andrecht concave with sky hooks. You remember sky hooks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a short-lived <laughs> trend in skateboarding. <laughs> Didn't last too long. And then like junior high for me was when like um, skateboarding really came like roaring back with like you know like Pal Peralta by that time. And I think Sims maybe had by that time sold Division, and I don't think we're local anymore. Pal Peralta was like the shit, and that was also local. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and then they, I remember like eighth grade there was a, a great little skate shop opened up down on state street that we would just hang out at you know just like classic skate shop yeah. always have videos going and you didn't care if you just went and loitered in their shop and, out. <laughs> and there was and there was there was a uh, uh uh golf and stuff was the skate park okay you know it was like mini golf and arcade with a skate park oh wow that was like perfect. left over from the yeah. 70s <laughs> well it was great it was left over from the 70s but then like as skateboarding was getting popular again like we all started going there and um and then that closed down sadly. But then there were tons of ramps and stuff. Everybody it seemed like a lot of backyard ramps. And mm -hmm. Yeah. Thing. Did the punk rock come in hand in hand with the skateboarding? Yeah, and it wasn't like like it wasn't really like the, my thing. Like I grew up listening to like like metal. And, yeah. You know whatever that type more of that kind of thing. But you just get exposed to it. And then like when I started playing in bands, you know, like I was into like like you know Hanoi Rocks and and yeah. You know, buying old New York Dolls records and shit like that, but like, um, but there was no, there was no scene for that. You know, yeah, so if like yeah. if you wanted to be in a band and go, or or go to a show, mm -hmm. it was probably it was either going to be a punk rock show or it was going to be like a thrash metal show. Yeah, you know, those are like the shows that were kind of the, where local bands yeah. would be. Um, was there local punk bands from Santa Barbara? Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, I was in one of them for a minute called Rat Pack. Um, no, it's yeah, Rat Pack. We were yeah, talking about that yesterday. Yeah. yeah, that was actually my first ever like thing that I was on that got released. It was a Mystic Records seven inch. Oh, Mystic, uh, yeah, with Rat Pack. But no, the big, the big local punk rock band in Santa Barbara was RKL. RKL, Rich Kids oh, on LSD. Yeah. Yeah. Rich Kids on LSD. It's right. But by the time I came along and like you know was in junior high and high school age and and going to shows and yeah. stuff, they had already moved away. I mean, okay. you you must You're, know Chris. That's in yeah. um. It's like in my age, so yeah. You yeah. were born in '71. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was RKO? Oh shit! They just played with us in Vegas. I think that no, was no, no, no. That's our. That was a. Uh, 
D for oh DFL, my bad. DFL. DFL. Sorry, okay, DFL. so RKO Josh Brolin was in, was in that band for a second. For a minute. For a minute, Josh Brolin <laughs> was in there. You know what's wild? I always heard the legend of Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin was a <laughs> like, he was a fucking Cito rat and all this stuff, and you know, and I always thought that those guys were full of, were just lying because he was famous and I'd like he'd technically lived there or whatever. But then I heard him interviewed on Mark Maron. He was talking about a lot of stuff. I was like, holy shit, that's yeah, real. Man. That's so crazy. I, I, it's Super crazy. legit. Yeah. Huge RK. Fan, yeah. seven inch, and everything. Keep you laughing. were, yeah. They had a comic book inside of their album, and it was great because it was a comic book with the lyrics. And it oh, was right, all yeah. the, the character, yeah, yeah. the oh, main cool. guy with the beanie. What? He was the main character. It was great. I mean, Fat Mike, like openly, at least used to talk about like that. That was basically like the template for what he kind of ultimately did wow. with No Effects. Was mm. was you take RKL for the aggro, yes. Yes. and you take Bad Religion. For the melodies and yeah. the oh, songs no. craft. That makes total sense. Put yeah, that together yeah. and that's, you know, yeah. the fat record sound. Wow. Yeah, was RKO on Epitaph? Eventually, but the, that was like they had broken up and then got back together years, yeah. years later. Yeah. That original sort of version, um, you, I guess you would say like the um, uh, lifestyles of the rich kids. Yeah. Was like that was <laughs> so the one. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. huge. Yeah. In my head, I was like, this is the best thing And ever. what did Rat Pack sound like? Rat Pack sounded like the the first Rat Pack seven inch I was not on. That was a few years before I was in that band, um, and it was just like sounds like punk rock of the era. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's pretty scrappy. Like sounds like it was recorded in a tin can or whatever. <laughs> it probably was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, but it it was cool. And then uh, and then the um, and then the I don't know, I think it was maybe four song little seven inch thing that we did was like you know it was like. The way that punk rock started, the way that things were all kind of jumbled up, you know, it was like they were like still like a punk rock band, but like they're clearly starting to listen to like Guns N' Roses and shit like that. That was mm. big by or getting big by then. Yeah. That sort of influence. Like I remember there was a song called like Ice Cream, Ice Cream, Ice Cream, Acid and Cigarettes. Oh. Uh, you know, and it was that, like, had like a rock and roll. It almost sounded like an old Kiss song or something. You know? <laughs> and so were you, were you in that band in high school or was that? Yeah, and that wow. was basically what led to me not being in high school anymore. Mm. Wow. I was going to ask you how you did in high school. Not well. Okay. Um, and, it, and that didn't help. That didn't help. But um, but that it's yeah, it's funny that um, that was sort of the last straw of of high school for me was uh, was we had we like filmed a video. God, I wish I knew where that fucking footage was. But I remember so we sad. filmed the video Somebody for some it. song, um, and and I skipped school and I was already like so behind and it, you know whatever. Then Were your parents never... tripping on your grades or? I mean, you know, I mean it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> to say, but like. Both my brothers had already dropped out, oh, and they okay. were older than me. Okay. So I think by kind of by the time I came along, like my mom had pretty much given up. <laughs> <laughs> on, she on didn't that. think third time's oh, yeah. a charm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like as a parent now, I look back and then go, "How the fuck did you let three kids right. fucking drop yeah. out?" Yeah. That's so crazy. Like, well, that's the fuck crazy. were you doing? But you can't say that out loud. I hope my mom's not listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but, so uh, you dropped at what eleventh grade, or you know, I I went in eleventh grade. I went to uh, like the um, the ding dong version of high school for okay. for like a semester and then officially dropped out and really when i dropped out it was because in 12th grade like that summer they moved it was called la cuesta and they moved that the idea was you went to la cuesta you would get back up to speed 
But okay. it was just like, it, people, you know, it was just that much easier to. Oh, it's like a secondary go. school. Secondary. Yeah, 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 where yeah. like you do yeah. everything faster. Right. Yeah, I had yeah. to go to one of those. Right, right. I, I got, I got yeah. your drift. <laughs> so that, so that didn't work out, and then they moved that down to the to my the actual campus of where I had gone to high school. Uh-huh. But you were in these like trailers at the yep. bottom of the hill, yep. and I remember, <laughs> I remember the first day of fucking school, and it's my senior year, kind of, and I'm like keep uh, all my friends peel off to their classes i'm like walking down the hill to the trailer i was yeah. just like i was just i'm not doing this so I, I just left i'm just fuck this yeah my yeah. ego could not handle it i was like i'm not exactly i'm not, I'm not going like to the God. trailer they're just gonna, gonna put gonna those uh, disruptive kids down that trailer <laughs> yeah. at the bottom of a hill. Down the yeah. hill well that's the thing dude i wasn't even disruptive i was just fucking lazy yeah right i right. wasn't fucking like a like i okay. wasn't like a violent i wasn't like right. a criminal i wasn't any of that shit i was just lazy and like uninspired and totally undisciplined this, you know geez, it's yeah. just mind-blowing but i think they did that a lot in the u.s or just like let's just put it over here yeah, yeah maybe no one will notice yeah we'll get them get them yeah. off the ledger i remember yeah. that like they were yeah. doing that in a lot of places like oh they're in the basement down there yeah yeah <laughs> they call it like a sec. They call it like a secondary. Yeah, secondary, they try to yeah. come up with yeah. some crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. Just like that's wrong, man. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> didn't. It, so, did, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Were you working after that when you dropped well, out? I did you have a job. Or? Yeah, I kind of you know had had a couple of little like part time jobs, but then when I when I when I dropped out, I pretty much just goofed around for a while. Yeah, I was like seventeen, and um, and you know, my mom was a probation officer what? and worked what? worked for the county. You know, she was like, and, um, which which makes her she wasn't like a mean like hang 'em high probation officer, but she just for one reason like it wasn't like her life's goal to become a probation. She just fell into that, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and uh, and so there was a period there when I had dropped out that for probably six or eight months I just fucked around and. Just, went to the beach every day and drank beer with my friends and yeah. you know, whatever, just was a, not doing anything. And my mom one day, right before my 18th birthday, I'll never forget, like sat me down and just goes, um, I know you're just like drinking beer every day with your friends. I can smell it on you. Like, I know what you don't think. I don't know what you're yeah. doing. And she goes, so, and you can't do this if you're not going to school. Like you have to have a job. So I got you a job. Oh, at shit. the probation department. Oh, shit. So she wow. was like, go see Linda Gardy on Monday. And you know, she'll figure it out and so Damn. she did and it was and that turned into like a really good thing awesome. ultimately wow. because it, that was like may of 1989 okay right so and and uh so i got that job and i saved and i and i started you know i was like working full-time it's just like in in, in the office i wasn't a probation officer yeah. i was just in the records room which is kind of fun because i could read about yeah. all my friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and and through that I saved up some money to buy a new amp and saved up enough money to move to LA and then come that January I moved to LA. Wow. That, wow. Was, that was that. And to take it back for a second, were you in a band called the Lost Kittens when you were fourteen yes. years old? Yes. Lost Kittens formed for my ninth grade uh, for wow. my ninth grade talent show. Okay. Which was the first uh, gig that I ever played. Okay. You know? If you can call it a gig, and yeah. um and yeah, that was the first time I ever like played in front of a crowd of people. It was, wow, yeah, it was oh, fun. And what did the Lost Kitten sound like? Lost well, at that that <laughs> version <laughs> of it, <laughs> we we played rock and roll all night and Strutter. 
Strata. Uh, so we did two kiss songs, songs, Toby. Okay, I don't know. Although, <laughs> although if you were to watch the footage, and I have, because our drummer at the time has it, and oh, I shit. digitized it, and it's really funny. That's, wow. Um, yeah, but and you cannot tell what what it's just fucking cacophony. It's just insanity. <laughs> um, and and so, but anyway, that was like the, yeah, the first gig, and then we, and then a, a version of that band. That band kind of went through you know like it's high school, so every week was a different yeah. memory change or whatever. But but we actually wound up. Um, you know, keeping that together until, you know, a couple of years after high school, whatever. And that was like the band we like moved to LA to try to like make it. We're like a rock and roll band okay. trying to be like, you know, trying to be like Guns N' Roses yeah. kind of thing and kind of doing that. And there was a guy from Sugar Cult in there? Yeah, Marco. Oh, Marco. Yeah, yeah. Marco. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then you moved to LA. Like, how old are you then? 18? I was 18. Yeah. Did you have yeah. a lot of friends out here? In LA? No, none. Wow. None. Yeah, it was just yeah. to go to make it. Try to do something in music. Yeah, you know, because like back then, that's what you thought. Like, you, yeah. you know, I grew up going to shows in LA. Yeah. And all the big shows, all the shows that you wanted to go to were always down in LA. And there was like, you know, the, the LA like rock scene was really strong. Yeah. You know, yep. like that was, it just seemed like. Especially right then. Yeah. And it's funny because not too long after, you know, we moved down here, I remember all these bands got record deals out of Santa Barbara. And we were just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> 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 we can't. Like, yeah, we never got a record deal. So you you were hanging around that part on like Sunset Strip. Oh well, yeah, like the Viper yeah. Room But by that. the time I moved here, that was over. Oh okay, that that, kinda, had, okay. that had died. You know what I mean? That yeah, died in like the late like 80s, the Motley but we didn't know it. Oh, okay. So we moved here and we we're you like, whoa, know? what happened? <laughs> Where'd the scene go, Jeez. man? But, there was, like, new, but yeah. there was like a new wave of stuff coming in, like Jane's Addiction. Ooh, yeah. 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 Well, like, Jane's Addiction was had already had records out and, and Chili Peppers and stuff. And those were the yeah, two, like, true. you know, in like, you're talking about 1990. Yeah, 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 and, that, right. and this yeah. was sort of before like Nirvana and all that had really kicked open right, those yeah, yeah. Yeah. rock yeah. thing. Got it. And LA was in such a weird place because all the bands were like, like, Either doing like that, like hair, chili peppers, but more metal, like 24 7 spies, like you know, oh, yeah. like a dude yeah. playing right. slap bass, but it's metal, and right. you know what I mean? That there was a lot of that yes. thing, and a lot of weirdo, like Jane's Addiction, yeah, type fish stuff. Bone. But it, but it wasn't, Ooh. but it, but there wasn't like a, um, scene. a scene that was okay. with like, because like in. You know, when you would go see bands, unsigned bands before that, like in the eighties, mm-hmm. the clubs would always be packed. Yeah. I don't yeah, know why. True. It just yeah, was. You know, there's yeah. a strong show, mm-hmm. there's a strong scene. But it but like by the time I moved down here, you're playing like coconut teaser on a fucking <laughs> Tuesday night <laughs> for a twenty minute set for a free taco night or whatever. You know what I mean? It was like that kind of shit all the time. You know, with a Monday night whiskey no bozo jam with like eight hundred bands yeah. and you know no I mean? like yeah, like it was like that kind of shit. Or pay to play. Oh yeah, yeah pay to play. Oh, that was a shit back yeah. then. Wow. Yeah. We're going to Wait, that was a, that was a thing? Oh yeah. Pay to play? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal, really? man. Or yeah. sell your own ticket. You get the tickets, you sell them, or yeah. I, I was in a band that fell for that once. We yeah. were like, okay, you know, and it was actually to play Gazaris <laughs> of all places. Like, you just have to sell these fifty tickets, and you think fifty tickets, like that's easy. But then you're trying to get like fifty of your friends to buy tickets yeah, from you. Fuck that! And it was yeah. like, God forbid, I think we sold like you. three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine, imagine it was always a thing. You always had your friends always had to pay for a guest list. Forget about it, bro. Yeah, your whole career. Imagine that. Done. That I tell you, that was the weirdest thing last summer. Um, (laughs) You know, when when Foo started doing shows again in the spring, um, our show at the here at the Forum was like kind of during the Delta 
uptick. Yeah. And I swear, it was like the first time ever that I was like calling people, going, "Hey, you, are, do you want to come tonight?" Like nobody was reaching out to me. And like good old friends, like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm no. It's a hard pass. I'm all right. I, got a, I got a mean guest list. <laughs> I can't imagine your guest list must be crazy too, man. Oh, man. Under normal circumstances, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So when you when you moved to LA, is your brother in the band at the time too? We um, another band? he wasn't in the band that I was in at, at that point, but we did play in a band together for a minute um, in like when was it like 1993, 94 around yeah. there. Yeah. Um, called Green Thumb. Yes. Yeah. That was that was probably the closest I ever came to like getting being in a band that got a record deal. Oh, like wow. we had like A&R wow. people came out, you know, mm-hmm. like there was there was a little bit of that, but it never amounted to anything. You know, really? Yeah. OK. Your brother played lead. He was playing bass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's he's like, he's he's a, I mean, he's, my brother can play fucking anything. He's right. just a monster musician, but, and he's an amazing guitar player. Mm-hmm. Like, ripping, ripping. I, he taught me a lot on, on guitar, but, but you know, he plays bass and face-to-face and was like, he yeah. was a, he, he's so good on bass because he actually plays bass. Like, I, he chose right. to play bass. He wasn't yeah, the guy yeah. that was just not very good on guitar. Right. Oh, right, you just play bass because you're a pro. <laughs> you know, he wasn't that guy. That like, happens a lot. Yeah, there's a lot, of, there's a yeah. lot of bass players like that. Like, come on, just one note, dude. You can do it. Uh, like, my brother plays bass like a bassist. Yeah, he kills you know? it. Yeah, he's really good. So, so how long out here before Noise for a Name happens for you? Well, okay, so I um, I was living in L.A. for a while, for probably about like five years or something, and playing in bands and, and, and doing that whole boogie-woogie, and then moved up to San Francisco with Joey Cape, you know, okay, from yeah, yeah. Light Singer for Lagwagon. Yeah. Um, and, that you know, by that time, they had put out a couple records on Fat Records. Yep. And, um, and there was all, if you rewind a little bit, like in like the, whenever it was, mid-'80s somewhere, no effects for a minute was in Santa Barbara all the time. I think like Eric Sandin lived there yeah. around that time or something, but they, it just seemed like they played there a lot. And that was like the first club show I ever played was, was in a band opening up for them oh, okay. and Rat Pack and, and the fucking XL. XL. Um, wow. Yeah. But, uh, so they were around. So I like, I didn't know fatty at that point really, but I knew who he was, you know? And, yeah. and then, um, and then kind of knew him a little bit through Joey cause Joey knew him pretty well. And, and, and Lagwagon was on his label. So, in around the beginning of 95 me and joey moved up to san francisco together and joey helped me get a, a job at fat oh okay you know? wow yeah. you're looking there okay yeah yeah so i wound up getting a job there for for a minute and yeah. uh, and then no use for names guitar player bailed and um and they needed a guy Perfect. And they were like you know they had a tour booked and it was like yeah. one of those situations like fuck it's thursday and we're leaving monday and we need <laughs> somebody to fucking yeah. do it you know yeah, like, hey. yeah. <laughs> And that was the first time, yeah, because you weren't you weren't a big fan of that type of, you're more of like a rock guy, you know. What I mean? Well, I mean, by that time, I mean yeah. that was like like, by that time, you know, things had just evolved. Like like I was, I loved like, I mean, the turning point for me with like, you know, punk rock and stuff was like like Prison Bound and Woo! Suffer, like Suffer. those two records. So when those mm-hmm. two records came out, then I started paying attention to that. Yeah, you know, even though like t- really like those weren't like the same exact strain of punk rock no really, you know yeah. what I mean? but nobody of... mentions prison bound i love that oh, record dude. yeah the social d Fuck record yeah. yeah more country vibe like... yeah that record was a huge yeah. influence on on me and i just i loved it and then then you know suffer. started yeah and like suffering like you know bad religion had that epic streak right there where it just seemed like boom 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 it was like fucking suffer and then 
uh, uh, no, control, no control and then mm-hmm. fucking um, against the grain against the grain yeah. yeah you know what I mean it's just boom 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 dude, just making those great records and, and playing a lot you know great so, melodies too yeah great melodies, great yeah, yeah. melodies. Oh. so and, and you know just in, again through you know being around Joey and stuff and, yeah. and seeing Lagwagon go and everything so I, I didn't know the guys and no use like personally but I, yeah. I knew who they were and it's funny because that was part of why I got hired at Fat is because their record at that time was doing well and that was part of the job. That was really the job that I got Working hired to do record, was to yeah. call record stores and make sure they had it in stock. Wow. You know what I mean? And then like, you know, a couple weeks into doing that, they walk into the Fat Records and go like, hey, we need a, a guitar player. And Damn. Fatty was like, put me up for the gig and, and nice. I got it. And yeah. And that was your first time going overseas too? Yeah, that came a little bit later, um, but that was the first time touring. Well, I, I mean, I toured once as a, I went and roadied for Joe Sibb's band. Um, oh, okay. A little before that. What was his band called again? It's called oh. Wax. That's right, Wax. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, but that was the first time I was ever, ever in a band that, that toured was, was joining No Use. Yeah. Yeah. And probably going in a bus too for the first time. Oh, we yeah. were in a bus. <laughs> Not in Europe. Yeah. Not in Europe. Well, in Europe, yeah. Okay, yeah. But we did, we didn't tour Europe until until ninety seven because yeah. you know Tony was didn't like to fly. Mm. Um, and so that that tour, it's a it's an interesting thing. No, you know, we didn't tour that much, you know, especially relative to a lot of the other bands that yeah. were kind of around at that time because we we weren't we would like tour like every six months. Okay, it wasn't like just all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then when we made, when I finally made a record with them, then on that tour, we went to Europe and yeah. And yeah. And finally like, in a it's bus. such a game changer yeah. going from a van to a bus, man. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my That's a different tour. Yeah. That is a different tour. Just like your sleep, just <laughs> yeah. everything, how important no, you everything. Yeah. You don't realize how important sleep is on tour to you in a bus. Yeah, extremely yeah. important. Damn. I remember the first time going to Europe too and doing that. Oh yeah. I was like, this, these beers are free. That's why I remember <laughs> oh, that. I was yeah. like, so we can. Take these, you know. Wow. How wild <laughs> is that difference between touring Europe and touring here? Where like here the club treats you like a fucking criminal. Right. Like you're lucky. Hundred percent. You get a fucking yeah. warm twelve pack of Milwaukee's best. Like you're fucking stoked. You know what I mean? You go over there and there's just crates and crates of beer and all the Catering. food. And yeah. Why is it like that? Oh, I don't. I don't know. No, no. Why is it like that? Respect for the artists. So crazy. I don't know. Respect for artists. What the fuck is wrong with you, America? Yeah. America, they had like. Full Respect on the arts in yeah. the dressing room, yeah. some places. It's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like serious criminals. You, you feel way more appreciated when you go to Europe. Festivals. No, they have a yeah, big time. Big Even appreciation. Catering, bro. Oh. What? And loyal fans, by the way. Loyal loyal loyal, yeah. yeah, man. Buying merch. A, yeah. a lot of merch. It's so different, man. Yeah. It's a completely different world. South America, too. Loyal fan. Like a yeah. different oh, kind yeah. of fan loyalty. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. They stick with you. No doubt. Fuck. All right. So, that's where we at now. Well, what I think is amazing is when we get to Food Fridays, obviously, is that one of the reasons why, obviously, because your who your personality and your playing, but you had also opened up for Scream. Rat Pack opened up for Scream. Yeah. And Dave thought that was cool, your punk roots and all that stuff. Well, like, I remember in my audition, I, I mentioned that. I was like, do you remember playing like <laughs> at, at the, the Chinese restaurant on State Street in Santa Barbara? And he totally did because he had had, <laughs> and unbeknownst to me, like uh, he had, the Scream had stayed at our drummer's house oh, that night. Shit. I never knew that. Okay. Um, yeah. And so there was this whole like, you know, adventure that Connection he had. There, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that was funny. So yeah, so that I, you know, I love Scream, man. Underrated band, dude. Yeah, love them. I got to see them with Dave back in the day. We listen to them all the time. Well, we listen to them all the time, <laughs> we man. Saw them, man. That yeah, it changed, changed my my whole 
it changed our whole drummer that at the time was playing in the hardcore band and mm-hmm. my drummer was like I'm only gonna use like one tom and minimize no his shit. set oh, because from like of... the whole metal thing because of Dave oh well, shit well you know what's wild about like I that's the thing that I remember the most about that show and it's it's funny thing like like that there was a buzz on him even then yeah absolutely you know what I mean no the, the, I remember the talk at that show was dude Scream's playing you gotta fucking watch the drummer yeah. Wow! Exactly. Yeah. That buzz was huge. Our drummer yeah. was like this. It, it was phenomenal. I mean, our yeah. drummer, I remember, uh, took a bunch of ecstasy at that gig <laughs> and <laughs> literally hovered over Dave's back, like sweating on him, like oh just like God. high as a kite, like yeah, man. Like <laughs> I wish I had, I wish I had photographs of that because I can like remember it in my mind. He was just like slobbering on Dave's back. <laughs> I think they even headlined the show that I saw that they were opening for Agent Orange. Oh wow! And I went to see, Agent yeah, Orange. and I went to see Scream mostly because Agent Orange at that time had already. Kind of was like in their later, like right. fire in the rain. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, was those like, Enigma ah! records. Those Enigma <laughs> records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I kind of like it when I look, listen back. Yeah. I'm like, no, that was kind of cool. But when I was younger, I was just like, what That's did not they punk rock. do? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> what out was that after? Was that uh, Everything but, Turns Gray? What was that? That was the first one? Yeah, that was. That was one of the skate compilations and shit. Right. I can't remember. It's almost like when I can picture the album. That was at the soundtrack to um to that vision skate yeah. video yes. was all that Agent Orange stuff. You're right. It's up to me and you or whatever all, yeah, all that stuff. turns gray. But it's almost like when Uniform Choice came out, their second record. Stare into the sun too long, and then he started the band Mind Funk. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh still trying God. to hold on to. It. I was Remember like, well, it's, it's still okay. there's some good songs. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny. I actually that Enigma record is in Spotify. I was thinking about that. I listened to it recently. Right. Um, and it's it's actually better than you remember. That's it's almost cool like it's almost nice. like it sounds like they were good. And I don't know what they were into. I don't know those. Right. Guys, but it almost sounds like they were going for like a Paisley underground. Thing or so right, you know, it right. sounds like it's almost like more like '60s pop or something. Right, you know what I mean, it's kind of cool. Well, now I have definitely much more respect for bands and artists when they're evolving. I was right. gonna say that just right. now. Yeah. Once you're in the band, you yeah. realize like you can't make the same record over and over right. again. Mm-hmm. Back then, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but I <laughs> love, like, I love the changing. Seven, when people yeah. turn their backs on Seven Seconds, I loved uh, their melodic records. Yeah, I love New can, Wind, So Force. New Wind, I still was into it. I was still like, okay, they listened I'm to holding you two, They grew the hair out. I was like, yes. I don't, I don't know, like but there were certain yeah. things like bands like Rush. I don't know if you're ever into Rush. Sure, yeah. And so I can, you know, I love like the first like probably seven albums. But then it got to a point where like When it got to Power Windows, it was like it went too yeah. far. Yeah, I was, sure. like, I was like, this is enough far. for me. I was like, <laughs> I was like it's, you know that one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I it lost, it lost the edge. Yeah. Because it was like, just like, man, technology yeah. came into play and you could tell that they were really getting into the Diving sense. into it. Yeah. Diving yeah. in. I was like, yeah. mm. and then after that it was like. And I know that album, like, hold your fire, keep it burning bright. I was like, I am done with that. But even, but even, like, Getty even started singing in a lower register. Like, yeah. even stuff like, it is funny how that stuff, like, oh, like damn. you really, like, it, yeah, you, like, you can't, Ugh. even just if a band added a keyboardist, yes. like, would, I would be like, all right, uh, fuck, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Which is funny now, because, like, it's I love funny. keys and I stuff, you know what I mean? Like, but at the time, I was just like, ah. Oh. What is that shit? Yeah. It is yeah. crazy, the stuff you thought were cringy, but now you like it when you get older, you yeah. appreciate it more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just had to, I guess we just had to mature. 
You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, we, they were right. Let's go back and listen to those Rush records, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Give it but a it's, chance. It's funny when you like dive out of a, a band that you really like and then you get back into it. Yeah. Like when they do something new, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. They're back. Yeah. Like I had that with Maiden. And uh, it's weird because there's some Maiden fans who are like, I'm diehard to the end, you know? But yeah. I don't know. There was like that caught somewhere in time. Mm. And that album came out. I was like, I am fully back into Maiden. Really? Like, oh, wow. Yeah. It, was it lost like, you for a minute. It lost yeah. me for a minute for sure. But they had like a great video for it and everything. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. We're doing it again. I think that Van Halen, when they got Van back Halen. together with, with David Lee Roth, was like one of the rare examples of a band like actually doing something good what? again. What yeah. album? You know, what, uh, it, what was it called? It was a few years ago. You know, it was when David oh, Lee Roth first okay. came. Yeah. Because I think what they, so the story goes that they took old like songs that they from back in the day that maybe didn't make it on records and sort of like reworked them oh. or whatever mm. did you so not was, like the hagar era i was not a fan not of a that fan. that era but you know at that time i was like i, I was wasn't listening to anything like yeah. that you know what i mean there's yeah. so much like yeah. like kind of getting to what you're talking to like i just i was so opinionated growing up musically yes. that and i would take hard turns right i'd be so fucking into this thing and then discover some other thing and it'd be like fuck that thing that I was into and I'm not only into True. this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like by the time the, by the time like the mid eight, it's funny. Like, like I just stopped listening to all that stuff. Like right. none of the stuff yeah. that I listened to in 1984 by 1986, I wasn't listening to any of like literally wow. any mm-hmm. of it. Mm. So missed all that stuff. Right. You know? So yeah, and then when you find punk, you're like, I'm too punk. I don't listen to anything else but punk. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I have my blinders on for a second, like skateboarding and punk only. No radio, no rock. You know, there was a yeah. funny period in the like in that time when I first moved to LA, and like when alt rock got really big, where that seemed alt like rock. a really like like a meaningful distinction where you didn't want to admit out loud <laughs> like a Google Dolls? like three years ago Google you were Dolls, listening you to fucking you know what so, like like la guns or something okay. right? oh, oh, yeah. like it was like you know you couldn't say that shit out like it yeah. felt like it meant something you know what i mean mm-hmm. did you like the which whole, is funny now do you like smashing pumpkins like the whole era too um, I mean, I liked a lot of the stuff that was on the radio, I guess, around that time. But at, that was the moment that I was diving deeper and deeper into like no effects land. And, yeah. And so okay. I wasn't really into that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. To me, like, whatever. It's all you can look back on it all. Like, there's good songs. You know, all kinds of bands had good songs. But like, I think having grown up listening to uh, rock music all through the 80s and everything that like alt rock wasn't enough of a break to me. For the, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Like all of a sudden, it's like, like that was like mainstream, and it just sounded like heavy metal, but wasn't singing about chicks or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it just was like, a, like I don't know. I was, I just wanted to be listening to stuff because I was also listening to like all the English stuff and yeah, you know, all the British stuff, you know, and even like some of that early tech. I don't know. I just kind of like went that way. Yeah. Listening yeah. to like Stone Roses or yeah. No Effects yeah. or you know or fucking yeah. you know like Apple Oasis. Yeah, I loved them. Fuck oh, yeah. yeah, that's his favorite band in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's his favorite band in the whole world. Yeah, Stone right. Roses are great yeah. too, though. Yeah, yeah. How about Blur? No, loved them. Yeah. yeah, I loved them. Yeah, yeah, I loved all that stuff. Yeah, you know, we always have a yeah. debates with Chappelle about Blur versus Oasis or Coldplay versus Coldplay, Oasis. Yeah, Are you a Coldplay yeah, fan? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, those, they got some great songs. Yeah, you know, sure. 
That's yeah. what I'm yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so you only know he's from. I'm Andy. too old, and I don't, I'm not a fan of anything anymore. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just casually like, like yeah, stuff as yeah. it drifts by. You know? No, it's true. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, did you only do two records with Noise for a name? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you just I toured did. them for a couple of years, and then yeah, I was in the no, you for about four and a half years, and that was in parallel with when when we started doing the gimme gimme stuff. Yeah, the, it, at that time wasn't a touring thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, um, but you were a, a big part of the the writing process, or how did that work? Or with no the, use, yeah, not really. Not, okay. I mean, Tony really wrote all those songs. Okay, and then we would kind of like arrange them together, mm-hmm. you know, with with everybody, you know, with Rory and, and Matt too. Yeah. Um. But no, that was that was really those were Tony's songs. Okay. Yeah, really. And then me first. That's just super fun. Just like in. Yeah, it was just goofy. But they, they did a lot of records though, which is crazy. Man. A lot of records. Yeah, yeah. how many? You a lot of records of that. Yeah, line. yeah. And there's a ton. And you tour with them a bunch. I didn't tour with them much. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I my brother has had did a lot of touring with them. I don't yeah. know if he's still doing that or not, but um, but uh, but yeah, the once it started turning into, uh, an actual touring. Thing. Yeah, I was already in Foo Fighters, okay. so I was just you know out doing that. And yeah. so and so, how does that adi- ad- uh, audition come about with Foo Fighters? And what year was that? That was the summer of '99. Okay, and I was about, yeah. I was about to I was about to drop it, but you, you know, <laughs> I, I know it like he knows. Well, okay, that's the Foo Fighters so, head right here. So check it out. So you know where I was when I got the call? I was fucking in New York City. Oh shit! We had just made a No Use for a Name record. We were about to go on tour. Okay, so I went out. This was when John Bush. Was living out there. And yeah, I think Max had moved out there. Maybe by then. John Bush. I think Max. Yeah, he ran Niagara. You know him. He's, he's a Cali cat. Yeah, you'd know him if you saw you him. You definitely know him. He ran the clubs I'm thinking out of there. Like a John Bush. That was. Like You're thinking the Anthrax. singer for Armored Saint. Yes. Yes. Or in Anthrax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, no, not that John Bush. Okay. Yeah. No, but you yeah. were working door at all those places. You definitely know John I'm Bush. Pretty sure you did. That's why I was like. You at the Beauty Bar. You at all the spots. Okay. He was at Niagara, about 7A. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So John was staying with Ethan. Ethan. You know Ethan Ethan Minsker. Yeah, of course. He did our our documentary, Chappelle. Oh, the home video. Ethan's a homie. So so I went out there and I was staying. I was crashing on, like, I think John was Ethan's guest already. And then I was the guest of the guest. So I was, like, (laughs) sleeping in her, like, on the floor with a Rottweiler, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that was Avenue B, too. That was a sketchy out there. Yes, yes. So, um, so, and just hanging out and, you know, I was friends already with like, um, with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, Johnny T Johnny and T, all the, yep. that crew and, and like Max. Clowns of Progress. Yeah. All, yeah. All, all, Pro- all those wow. guys. Niagara, haven't heard bro. that. That's, yeah. That's a spot. Yeah. Okay. So I got a phone call from Gus, our tour manager, the, um, I know Gus, yeah. uh, Foo Fighters tour manager yeah. <laughs> saying, Hey, it's Gus from Foo Fighters. We're having auditions next week. You know, do you want to come audition? I was fuck. Yes, I do. <laughs> Were you a fan of the band before? Oh yeah. Yeah. Big okay. Time. Foo Fighters was the band. I mean, I've said this before, but Foo Fighters honestly was the band that every time no use for name was getting ready to go on tour. And we'd bug our booking agent like, dude, you got to get us some, some Foo Fighter dates. Like, you know, you, you know, like you put <laughs> yeah. together your dream list of totally. like who, who you could get. And they would always be Foo Fighters, you know, okay. we, just, we loved them. Um, so yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's, you know that but was were, the, were you also throwing a Guns N' Roses audition? There's it's in my no, notes too, homie. Yeah. yeah. So so the real <laughs> story of that was the and the way that I got the Foo Fighters audition was my friend Bill. You probably know Bill from Side One Dummy. Yeah. Joseph's partner yeah. over there. Uh-huh. Um, 
Bill called me at the beginning of that summer and said, hey, I think I could get you a Guns N' Roses audition. And this Damn. is 1999. This yep. is not like the Guns N' Roses that this right. is not okay. Slash yeah. and Duff okay. yeah. and Izzy. This is like Axel making Chinese democracy for 100 years or whatever, yeah. whatever <laughs> that thing was. Right? So, so I was, I wanna, and I always try to clear this up. I was never offered the job in Guns N' Roses. I never auditioned for them. It was just my friend said, I think I could get you. I know it's somebody that's yeah, involved yeah. in that thing, yeah. you know, whatever. And I said, hey, I heard that Foo Fighters guitar player just quit. You know, can you see if you get me an audition with those? Maybe they're looking for a guitar yeah. player. So he goes, so, oh, I, you know, I know a lawyer that works with them kind of thing. And, yeah. and so he wound up getting my name thrown in the hat. And then, you know, a couple months later go by and I'm out in New York and I'm and I'm fucking around. I get get that phone call from Gus, from Gus. and I get off the phone with him and I'm like, my I'm like, oh, my God. You know, fucking <laughs> yeah. And I go and I go to, be, I go to John. I, I say to John, I go, dude, I, I'm going to fly home to like tomorrow. I was like, that was my next call. So like get on the next flight home um, wow. to go, uh, you know, learn, I had to like learn the songs and then go audition or whatever. So I do. I think I'm going to audition for the Foo Fighters. And he goes. Dude, my fucking birthday party's tomorrow. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, what? I, dude, I gotta go. Yeah. Like, That's a big deal. <laughs> wow. so I missed his birthday party, but I got the gig. What wow. songs did they have you audition? Yeah, that's a good question. They sent me, um, and I'm sure I have it somewhere, they sent me a cassette tape that had a song off the first record, a song off the second record, a song off the... Uh, third record but that wasn't out yet so I'd never heard that one mm -hmm. that was the song called Aurora That's cool. I don't remember oh, what this other two songs were and then they Damn. also sent me a song from the Godzilla soundtrack hmm. that was like a weird like it was not a typical Foo Fighters I think they were like trying to throw a wrench yeah. in there. It's like, let's see if these motherfuckers can figure that shit out right, <laughs> right. Um, I was gonna try to guess one of the songs go ahead man off the first record yeah was it Alone and Easy Target I don't feel like it was. I feel like it was either I'll oh, stick no. around or I'll um, stick around. It was I'll stick around. It was probably that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We call him Deep Dive Lacey. He deep I, do lot, I do a lot of deep dives. Yeah. yeah. It was it would, probably would have been that. Yeah. And I, and I don't yeah, remember. It was, it was I'll stick around. And it was probably like Monkey Wrench or Everlong or Monkey. Damn. Yeah. One of those songs from the second yeah, but yeah. I don't Fires. remember. Yeah. But so so yeah, like like and that's where the no use for name thing really like had an impact on on that audition because it was the exact same situation where I had wow. to learn a bunch of songs yeah. and go jump into an audition with a bunch uh, of guys I didn't know. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and so I, I flew weird. home from New York and I just sat in my bedroom for a week because it was like a week until the audition. Holy shit. Actually, and I lived in San Francisco at that point. So I just sat in my bedroom and I just played along with those first two records and just tried to learn as many as I could and, and, and then went down and auditioned and then came back a week later for like a, a second longer audition. There wasn't like anybody walking in or walking out as you're walking no, in. No, there that absolutely scenario? was. Oh, no, there absolutely My was. My brother had no. that too. When, so I fucking, when I fucking, I pulled up and I'm like terminally early. Right. So I show up like 15 <laughs> minutes How early like with my guitar and everything. Right. Yeah. And I can hear, and it was out at Mates out in the valley, and I can hear them playing oh, music. Man. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, they're, they're in the middle of an audition. Right. And oh. then the music stops, and it's like quiet for a, what felt like a very long time. And right. I was just sitting there like, oh, this fucking guy got the gig, you know. Right. Were you super nervous? You so nervous, okay. yeah. And but, then the guy came out, and and we got you know. Was it anybody uh, that you knew, or no? no? I was like that guy didn't get the gig. Uh. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that I got the gig, but I knew that he wasn't the gig. Oh, got yeah. it, got yeah. it. Yeah. But the, but they told me funny stories, man. Like some dude like showed up to the audition and had, like forgot the key to his guitar case lock, and uh. could, like oh, I'll come back, or you know, like oh, some guy showed up and like learned the songs all in like 
the wrong tunings and shit. Oh, there's, like, there's some funny shit happened that like you definitely feel like that's sad. Dude, I'm yeah. glad I prepared. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's like that's the best lesson for any musician out there, dude. You can't be too prepared because it's so common in rock and roll and especially on in L.A. Like people do that thing where they're like, you know, show up to for the for the gig and they don't really know the songs. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I listened to it on the way over. What? You know, kind of really? Thing. Dude, that ain't the same yeah, as fucking that, knowing the songs, dude. No, hell no. You gotta know the song. That's crazy. Yeah. Like you should be able to play the song like it's a show. Absolutely. At the audition. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you want the gig. Yeah. So you walk in, everybody's standing in there, <laughs> and then you plug your shit in, and they and they call off a song or something. Yeah, no, and we so we played through those four songs and maybe yeah. played a couple other ones, and then we just kind of sat there and talked for a little bit. I mean, I think the whole thing was probably quick, like an hour or something. Yeah. It wasn't like a long. Did you feel good about it when you went to? When the songs? I left, I felt great about it. I was like, yeah. you know, I didn't. Again, I did, I wouldn't. I didn't feel cocky, like oh, yeah. I fucking nailed that or whatever. I got the gig. <laughs> you were at least happy. Yeah, I was like, you know, I didn't fall on my face. Yeah, yeah. You know right. what I mean, and they seemed cool, and we had a little nice little chit chat, and it was like cool you know the vibe yeah. was cool you and know? then how long did you wait for the second how long did the second one happened after that it was about a week later yeah oh, second the, audition second audition mm. yeah and what happened that's there? a great sign different yeah. songs or a lot more songs okay yeah Damn. yeah yeah so you know in between the first audition and the second audition, i just went back to my house i just right. sat there and played those songs and just like i could play pretty much any song off the yeah. first two records you know by the time and we played a lot of them and then at the end of that sound at the end of that um uh, 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 audition Second, yeah, yeah uh, Dave was like hey man come by the hotel you know come and have a couple of beers or whatever and we'll, I'll play you the new record or whatever and I was like oh, wow okay. that's a good sign yeah oh, that's a very went, good sign and like and they were all there and, and, um, and we went and drank beers at the hotel bar and 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 he played me some songs and then at the end of the night I remember he was like alright dude I'm gonna go to bed you know I'll, I'll give you a call tomorrow or whatever you know let's get together and We'll strum through some songs or whatever, mm -hmm. and, I, and I was like, and by that time I had a few beers. And I was like, did I get the egg? <laughs> 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 yeah, like, yeah. Nobody had said anything yet. Yeah, What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was like, and he, it, it's funny, like knowing Dave the way I know him now, now. it's funny to think about that moment because I totally put him on the spot, you know. But um, he was like, he, he said something like. I'll call you tomorrow. You should be stoked. We have to have, have like a conversation. Uh, you know, oh, we have man. to kind of talk about it, but yeah. you should be stoked. And I was like, what Damn. the fuck does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Why can't you uh, just tell me? Yeah. And then they called me the next day and we're like, dude, you got the gig. Yeah, come to rehearsal. <sighs> fucking life changing. Yeah. That's just totally. crazy. Bro. What was yeah. that fucking feeling fuck, like when bro. you got that call? Dude, we, I had been sitting, I sat there, I was staying at, <laughs> I was, I was staying at Bill's house from, from side one, right? Yeah. Because so, I didn't live in LA at the time. So I was just like crashed on his couch. And we sat there all day. I remember, like, I read, like, the fucking New York Times from cover to cover. Slept, like, woke up, slept, ate. You know, did just, like, sat there all day. Finally, ring, phone rings. Fucking, like, woo! And we put the phone down. We just, like, immediately ordered a bunch of food and beer. Yeah. Just got <laughs> yeah. fucking wrecked. So, and I remember just being, like, super hungover the next day. Does Dave my... call you or does the manager calls you or something? It was Dave and Taylor. Wow, yeah, okay. yeah, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting. No doubt. Fuck, man. And yeah. then that, and the rest is history, bro. Holy shit. We and we really like jumped into it because, right. like, we had they had a we, tour, right? Or something? They had a tour, but like, you know, that this and this was like the, one of the key differences, like between where I had been and then what yeah. I was jumping into was. Yeah. They were putting out an album that the album wasn't out yet, so they went. Yep. They went. We're going on a promo tour. I mean, they, I never heard of a promo right. tour. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. We, we didn't do promo and no use for wow. a name. You know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk to some kid with a fanzine at the, at the you know the gig or whatever. But so there was that like um, and we had a few rehearsals and 
and then did like a a sneaky show at the Troubadour, Ooh, and then nice. they went and filmed that Learn to Fly video, and I drove home and got my shit, and then came back and we left for tour, and then Damn. that was it. Yeah. Damn. That's been yeah. intense Nothing, playing those yeah, songs yeah, live. Sure. You know, like in front of an Okay, now we're not practicing. Yeah. Just that feedback from people i mean yeah and it was it was nuts too because i like i remember we went back east and went i think the first place we went to was rhode island mm -hmm. to play at the gravity games uh -huh. which is like Jesus, a, a short-lived um competitor to the x games or whatever it was like nbc it was a, it was yeah. a snow like a winter type thing that you played it, well no that one wasn't that they, they did that <laughs> you know it's like I, I know what you're talking about but that wasn't that wasn't it that that but, wasn't it okay, yeah okay. it was but it was um it was sorry uh, i've seen a lot Cause that would have been in like August or September or something. Oh, it was okay. August of, of that year. So, but it was, um, it was, I remember we played this gig that was like, it was like Busta Rhymes, Damn. Kid Rock, us, and probably, you know, a bunch of other people and stuff in like some like hockey arena in, in Jeez, Providence. Man. And then the next night, either maybe the night before the night after we played Lupo's. It was oh, like, and then Lupo's was the first like real yeah, Foo Fighter show that I did. That was yeah. like a Foo Fighter show. So right. was yeah. Lupo's is small. That for them yeah. that's small. So was yeah. your first tour the tour where the the amps were hanging? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was your first tour. Yeah, yeah. That's that cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for we we got that. That was sort of towards the end of that cycle. Okay. When we brought out like when we we did like you brought a, out Earl, Earl from uh, Bad Brains. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, were you at that he show here in LA? No, I wasn't at the show. Oh, okay. I just know I. He's a deep listen. diver, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big fan, dude. Because well, on that tour, because we did a bunch of stuff. On and that also, week. that guitar that Dave played on that tour. I think he donated it to the Museum of oh. uh, Music in Seattle. Well, shit, man. We need yeah. to give you a job as a <laughs> Foo Fighter musicologist. Foo Fighters You know more than I do. I didn't know that. I told yeah. you, man. He knows yeah. his shit. We so, covered a lot of ground. That first tour cycle was amazing. Like, we did a bunch of stuff in Europe and toured with yeah. like, the helicopters. Got to know those guys. Helicopters. Oh, okay, right. yeah. We did Big Day wow. Out in Australia. That yep. was fucking insane. With Joe Strummer was on it, right? Damn. When that first Mescalero record came out. Legend. And Primal Scream was on that and like all these cool bands like um but then we toured a bunch with the chili peppers in the states and then did our own shows like we we were so when you joined learn to fly wasn't out yet it was wasn't it? out yet but it was, but it was out soon the song it was, was out, out but not the video it was right? like well the i remember it was the week that i joined they made that video so i don't Fuck, know if the man. single might have been out like oh, on the yeah, radio yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. breakouts on that such a yeah ill record dude holy yeah. fuck man so you're going from like touring in a van, no days off, yeah. shitty backstages, yeah. and then you're fucking probably flying. They probably fly private at some point. Not at that point, um, yeah. but but yeah, it went like you know the some first of the things class, yeah. that were different were like yeah, flying first class yes. was fucking wild. You right. know? I like I, would, I just wouldn't sleep on those flights. I'd be like, I'm gonna, can, I get, like can I get another chocolate chip cookie over here? <laughs> It's so cool. It's all yeah. excited. But like also like having your own hotel room was yes. a trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that my brother said when he joined Offspring. He's like, I got yeah. my hotel room. Like, yeah. It's like, that's weird, right? You know? Oh, is that, is that not a Not having to like. Uh, not, not when you're uh, in a struggling band. Not on a New Year's for Name tour. It was like three to a bed. Yeah. Dude, there was yeah. a point my brother Todd was like, yo, I'm going to quit the band if I have to share a bed with another grown man. Because we'd split four people in one room, bro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you would? Yeah. Oh, I was like, room. Yeah. Really? I remember we would do like we would it would always be me, Tony and Matt in a room <laughs> together. And so it was always like 
you know, two beds and like yeah. you were always wanting to get be the guy that was just alone in a bed. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Depending on if and I was always the last one back to the room. So it was never me. Oh, wow. You know? You'd always be the guy ruining some other dude's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now you have your own room first class. Fuck, man. Also, like not having to fucking hump your own gear. That oh, was like, yeah. That was right. hard to wrap your head around. Like I just give this guy my guitar and it's walking it back to me tuned up. What the fuck? Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. yeah. So what was the what was the first big show? Because Lupo's is like a couple thousand maybe, but like the first like outdoor. Do you remember what it was? You might know Chappelle. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think. The first uh, big fucking like. I feel like the first whole kind of run of things that we did were all, you know, you go on this long promo tour where you're playing yeah. like underplays in clubs. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff and like playing on TV for the first time, all that That's kind right. of weird shit. But I feel like the first big shows would have been big day out down yeah, in australia because that was like big you know that was festival 2000 or 99 that was 2000 2000 okay. the very beginning of 2000 that's yeah. huge yeah. dude yeah yeah dave still had long hair it wasn't that long yet we did uh, it we did that a couple of times yeah. so there's probably footage of him with longer hair from, yeah from the a few there was years a show later you guys did oh gosh now, it's funny to look a, at yeah. the like big day out and all mm-hmm. the festivals from that era because yeah. like we're on at like four o'clock. It's like daylight. Wow. You know, like yeah. me and Nate will be in shorts. Like I still look like I'm on the warp <laughs> yeah, tour yeah, at that yeah. point. Like yeah. it had, like the transition hadn't been <laughs> no, completed yeah, yet. You know what funny. I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like my, my shirt might be off. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like doing like an like an Eric Melvin jump. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> so, how was your family and your friends and your brothers? Were they like so excited? Like, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you know, the first oh, show that I ever played with them was here at the Troubadour, and it was like I'd been in the band less than a week, oh, and oh, so like shit. all my friends came down. My brother came. My brother Scott. I don't remember if Mike came, but um, but Scott was there. Fat Mike happened to be in town. He brought his fucking mom. Wow. You know what I mean? It was shit like that. Like yeah, you know, it, was, it was. I just remember like after that, like of course, like Joe and Bill and and um, I like I remember those guys when I first joined Foo Fighters. They would give me a hard time, like. Why do you, why do you always have the most people on the guest list? Like everywhere we we go, it's like every, you know everybody you ever met on a No Use for a Name tour comes it's out. Come, to the, you know what I mean? Oh, and there's probably people in high school like, oh my god, I went to high school. The guy's in the Foo Fighters now. Like they knew me in the punk rock days or something. Now they see you in a different, just different dimension. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's gotta be like yeah. And so, so you're in the Foo Fighters. You're going on tour. And, and where are you living? You're living in. LA I was living in of? I was living in San Francisco by that time. Yeah, but, but, but like, after I could live anywhere. Well, yeah, and you know, so it was a trip because like Nate lived in Seattle, Taylor lived in L.A., Dave lived at that time in Virginia. Oh um, shit! That's so right. he was out there, and around that time, Dave, I don't remember who moved first, but I moved from San Francisco, like the beginning of 2000, I think, out yeah. to New York. Wow. To New York and moved in with with um. Do you do you know Catherine Lyons? You probably know Catherine. Yeah, Lyons. I do. Yeah, yeah she used to have rookie skateboards. Yes. Yeah. So, so you moved in with her when you were the Foo Fighters. Yeah, okay. because wow. because I don't know if you ever went to that apartment. <laughs> Catherine had this um this apartment up in Chelsea that was like she'd had it I think since college and the rent was crazy cheap. Okay. And it was just like every, it was just a constant turnover of roommates okay. in that place. So I was one of them for a minute or for a couple of years. And Max was already moved in there, you know, Max from Swinging yeah. Arms and and um It's crazy you went to New York like in that. Yeah. Well, I'd always wanted to move out there and then like you know my two of my closest friends in San Francisco were Max and John. Yeah. And then they moved out, you know, sort of one right after the other. And um 
And then, you know, it's like, then I joined the Foo Fighters and then me and my girlfriend broke up and it was sort of like, I just, I needed like my friends, around, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? And, my, and, and all of a sudden San Francisco just kind of got a little lonely, you know? So I moved out there. Like I always say, like, I didn't move out to New York soon enough. Gotcha. I wish I had moved out there a few years prior to that because pretty because cool, you know it's New York's a lot of fun amazing but, um, yeah but I moved out to New York and then my wife you know maybe a year later my wife and I started dating um and she was already out there um and then we got pretty domestic pretty quick and then and then moved back to the west coast back to the west coast you know like at the, you know, a couple of months after 911 Okay. So I wasn't in. I, I looking back, I feel like I wasn't in New York quite long enough. Yeah. You know, I moved back I, in. Two, I moved here in two thousand one, a couple months before nine eleven. That was pretty crazy. I, yeah, I was already in Brazil, Brazil then, right? Yeah, but I was dating somebody that was from Queens. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was always in. Uh, she was from Queens, but I was always in Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm. So you were in New York during nine eleven? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my wife was was you know was a uh, worked at Seventeen magazine at that okay. time. And so she, we, you know, every morning we would like get up. She wasn't my wife yet. We were living yeah, together, yeah, yeah. you know, so we would get up and she'd be like making coffee and <laughs> she'd have like the today show on or whatever. And mm. just, you know, it's New York. It's like, we're all, in, it's just a one room yeah. apartment kind of thing. <laughs> and so like, yeah, I remember that morning just sitting there, TV was on drinking coffee and then, and then they cut to, to whoa. Right. You know, yeah. I remember they first said like a Cessna flew into the, mm. one of the towers. Or I think it was what the, what was first yeah. reported. And then yeah. the second one hit and you're like, Okay. This yeah. is. I thought yeah. this is like, some, for this sure. something different. Like, you know. This is yeah. different. Yeah. This is. So then you audited it pretty soon after that. Yeah. Not too long. I mean, you know, like it. That was. The, it, it just coincidentally that same week, my wife lost her job. Like in, in oh. magazine world, okay. they, when they bring in a new editor, oftentimes they, everybody gets fired. Okay, that okay. Person brings their their new team, and so that happened at Seventeen Magazine. The editor got let go, and they brought in somebody else, and and my wife wound up losing her job and so we had already kind of been toying with the idea of, yeah. of moving back she's from santa barbara too so yeah uh, oh, uh, wow. and her you know her family's out here too and and so it just felt like the right time but yeah it would have been fun to have a have a couple years a couple more years out there and she had really like prior to she lived there for a long time you know like basically straight out of college yeah and so she was like she knew a side of new york that i Right. had no clue about so like when i started dating my wife all of a sudden because the new york that i knew was like you know being at fucking niagara till 7 a.m or whatever with the doors locked you know what <laughs> i mean and i didn't know much else about new york with the doors locked yeah, yeah. you know so yeah so she, but she turned me on to like you know to great restaurants and yeah me to museums and just other parts of the city took and you like, uptown maybe yeah and all that <laughs> <Central> <laughs> park <laughs> right you know, village, yeah, like, yeah. yeah so that was that was cool you know how did you guys meet each other well, we, I mean, I've known my wife since junior high. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like, but we weren't like romantic back right. then, you know what I mean? But oh. then, but we ran into each other That's that Christmas, Christmas 2000, back home. And so she was visiting her family. I was visiting mine. And we kind of did that thing like, oh, you live in New York? I live in New York. Oh, shit. And she actually at that time lived on the same block as Niagara. I was like, That's so crazy oh, that I've never seen God. you. Like, I'm fucking I'm there like every yeah. night, you know? <laughs> <laughs> She's waking up and you're going home. Exactly. Exactly. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Man, since junior high, that's amazing, yeah. man. Yeah. So then, and that was that was cool because that was like, you know, just it had been enough of a gap there from when I was yeah. from living in Santa Barbara, you know, to like to be with somebody that spoke the same 
shorthand. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah it yeah. was like, it really brought us together, especially when you're far away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you go back and your life goes pretty fast, you start touring, is it your life totally changes pretty fast? Yeah. With, with the albums come down, album comes yeah. out, that record fucking goes crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, I we were on tour for that. Yeah. yeah we worked a, a lot. You know, it seemed like, um, like it just was kind of off to the races. Yeah. One, one yeah. thing, one thing after another. So many shows, so many tours. And yeah. Do you, so once you're in the band, did you ever like come, come up to the guys like Dave, like, yo, I got this riff, man. <laughs> Check, it Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> How soon Check did you do out? that? Yeah. When we like, hey. Check yeah. this out. <laughs> like, how, well, you know, you know what's funny is he just I, did it. <laughs> I, I knew before, like, like I mean, you probably remember, like, when that first record came out, the first Foo Fighter record, you, like, you knew that it was just Dave on, yeah, it. like it, mm-hmm. that he had done that all yeah. stuff. So yep. I, I, I by the time I joined the band, my assumption was that it was just Dave's band. You know yeah. what I mean? That he, and yeah. I knew that, and I'd been in bands. I know, like, there's usually like a songwriter, mm-hmm. and, you know, all that thing. And I think that's part of like kind of the longevity maybe of this band is that that's not and like nobody nobody in the band's bugging him with their demo you know what i mean yeah, yeah. really never never has you know what i mean like so it just sort of yeah. removes that thing because you know that's that can be a, yeah, a tense a thing in bands like oh, yeah. fuck, we oh gotta, absolutely you know, we gotta do that motherfucker song too i also thought it was uh interesting you would talk about because obviously dave still loved pat smear yeah and you know you always felt like there would be a possibility mm. That Pat could come in, could come in, and you know, and when he, what, what, yeah, what was that? Did, what was that feeling? Yeah. yeah, it's it's so funny to to look back at now how I felt because I did feel a lot of, like anxiety about that. Yeah, at, at that time because I didn't know Pat. Mm-hmm. That's the thing you got to remember. Like I I met him a couple of times. Yeah, but I didn't know him. So in my mind, and like my kids were, I had only had two kids, and then you know I was like newly married, had a family, like yeah, it, like. I felt threatened, like for my livelihood. Yeah, because in my mind, I thought, "Here, this guy's coming to take my gig." Yeah, because you're like, and these guys are just going to be nice for a minute, but eventually, this is going to lead to me being the one that goes. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's a lot of stress. Which is, it's a lot of stress. And then that pretty much went away, like the day that Pat came back. Because I like then when once I got to know him, um, and and you know. Connect with him, yeah. Stuff, connect yeah. with like and with like and I'm, I love Pat to death, yeah. And like that, but now I can't imagine the band without him. You so know what I mean? You, but at the time, yeah. it felt like fuck. You know, this means I'm probably gonna fucking yeah. get fired yeah. or something. Now, yeah. now, so then, you know, going past that, did you feel like like oh, I am in the Foo Fighters? Like after yeah, the, after I mean, like meeting Pat and like yeah, because getting it, rid of that feeling, I guess. Yeah, because also like we're just different types of guitar players and like we're not we're not stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. We're not yeah. competing for the same space within the band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and the band has evolved so much since then. You know, like that was an that was an interesting time because the band had been four people mm-hmm. and there had been a turnover of you know, yeah. in yeah. my position. Right. Yeah. Quite yeah. a bit. <laughs> that seemed like the loose position. Right. You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um was that oh, was that oh, oh eight when he That came? was oh six. Oh six. Oh six. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when he came back, he actually came back for that acoustic tour and um, yep. and that was all of a sudden we bones. went from four people yeah. to eight it? people yeah, yeah. on that tour. We had, you know, uh, uh, cello and uh-huh. um and keys. That was when Rami came in, who's yep. still with us too. 
um, and and Taylor's friend Drew was playing some percussion and stuff, and and Pat, and so all of a sudden it went from four people to eight people yeah, right? yeah. for a while, you know, but that wasn't no yeah, permanent. Yeah. And then, but it's sort of like for a while there it was like then we did like a hybrid sort of version of that of touring for the next record, mm-hmm. yeah. with some songs would have eight people on it, some songs would have six people, some songs, you know, it was just yeah, one hundred percent, yeah, we kind of like um, shift around. And then, and then even now, like we have, you know, three backup singers or whatever that, you yeah. know, like, so it's like, it, it, it's just sort of, it, it expands and contracts and cool. changes yeah. over time. Yeah. Based I saw on that sort of like where the band is at, you know, yeah. what the band needs for the live. You yeah. Know? I saw the backup singers recently that I want to say 2019 in Columbus at the Sonic Temple Festival. Oh, okay. It was the first time I saw like the back that day scene. that it almost didn't happen. Yeah, almost like didn't happen. It was rainy out, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, you brought Polly Shore up on stage. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. <laughs> what? Listen, okay, you, listen. Man. Here's here's a funny thing. Here's so <laughs> I, there's a t- it's a tie between Foo Fighters and GBH for the bands I've seen the most. Oh wow. shit! Wow. Yeah. wow, I bet that you're the one guy on earth that can say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, there's so no GBH. Yeah, there's a club of one. Dude, yeah. so you know what? Yeah. And D- Dave too would probably appreciate that. Yeah, hundred percent. Look at look at him in the Everlong video. Yeah, it's like it's he's like, just straight up like a GBH. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's yeah, it's like it's always like neck and neck. Like I'll see you guys and I'll see GBH. I think it's like. I think it's been like six times for both both bands. Yeah. Yeah, you guys hold the tie together. Epic. Wow. I started, I started chewing, chewing gum on stage because of girl for like my voice and stuff. Right, it's different yeah. different because I run around, I jump in the crowd. So a couple of times I've almost choked on it. I spit it in somebody's <laughs> hair in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Because he chills, but I, I always saw, I saw an interview talking about how it's good for your singing. Yeah, yeah. He still I does think, that, right? Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I think he, like, he thinks it keeps his voice kind of lubricated yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever works best like for he you. Did, he, I feel like he spit it in his own hair I'm one sure. time. No, or it, okay. it, it, it makes sense that he says that. Because I remember the first time I ever tried it was uh, the first time I ever went on a hike. And I never got like... Uh, I never felt like I needed like a drink or anything. throat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was the yeah. first time I ever went on a hike. So I was like, oh. I was trying that. Yeah. There's something yeah. to it. Any vocal coach would it. be like, I'm, that's absolutely not. <laughs> that is, no. But no, then again, no, any vocal no. coach would say that about just about anybody in a punk rock band, the way they sing, or true. anybody in a rock band. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so is Dave still like one of the main writers of the songs? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dave is. I mean, it's 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 definitely like, like, it. Re- making records has changed over the years and I feel like even just every record is maybe a little different yeah. as far as like the dynamic in the studio yeah. and, and everything you know um, it's it's definitely changed and gotten I feel like more relaxed over the years mm, right. whereas maybe and maybe and some of that was probably just me trying to find my footing in the early days and not knowing um, what to do or what yeah. it was expected of me or whatever and mm-hmm. wanting to you know be a part part of it and it's falling on your face sometimes you know yeah did I mean? you ever present a riff to them <laughs> i Get remember well song. it's it's so funny that you ask because there was one time i remember <laughs> what sort of towards the end of that first tour cycle and i remember dave said hey man if you guys have any 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 song i just sent to him and i was like really and i was like yeah, was I, was, like, I think well. i was the, the guy that was dumb enough to do it you know <laughs> Well, here I you go, better, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah. And, but I, and I recorded a couple things. I sent him something, and I remember him going like, 
dude, that one thing I fucking love. They let's fucking rec- record that, and then cool, and then he never brought it up again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And, and I wasn't gonna be like, hey, what about my rip, bro? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the last time you submitted that was the, the last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like in like November of two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can laugh uh, a lot about. Did that. you try to give a yeah. rip to separate? Yeah. Oh yeah, when I first joined the band, I was like. I didn't really play guitar, you know. Yeah. It's like I played guitar in the band I was in before out of desperation of wanting to keep music going. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to get a guitar. I'm going to get a four track. I'm just going to play these songs. I'm going to. So when I joined the band, they're like, yeah, we're looking for a guy who can sing and play guitar. And I was like, oh, I can, you know, I can do this. I was really like practicing, practicing, but I wasn't like a guitarist, you know. Right. I was like, I can right. play along and yeah. do this. But when I went in for the first few albums, it was not playing in the studio or anything, but playing live some songs. And um, it's just like our guitarist is like, hey, Andre's just like, yo, he's like, if you have, you know, some ideas, we're totally open, you know? And I was yeah. like, well, I got this, you know? <laughs> like, got my four-track tape uh, out. Uh, 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 <laughs> Pretty much, like, kind of in that vein of like, uh, 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 you know, something really simple and... Uh. And he's just like, oh, man. And then it just became an ongoing joke. Like, what about that riff you had? Every, every album cycle, yeah. like, oh, you got some more ideas? Da, 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 da. That same riff. And I was like, and then one time he was like, I think we can use it. Oh, like, no he, wow. wrote, he wrote yeah. that part like in a song. Like he put it together. It's in the song Somehow, now? yeah. I there had to go. figure out. I was like, what song was it? I got to figure that out. I was like, that places. riff. Yeah. There it is. Like it was the joke yeah. for the longest time. <laughs> I want my publishing credit, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, it's, it's, it's funny, yeah. Like now I would never think of it. I, I mean, it's just like, ah, come on. I mean, you know, know. you got to understand, too, like, Dave is never a guy that's like, it's not like he's like, I only got two song ideas for this new record, fellas. Sorry. Like, he's always got, like, his uh, a lot of of ideas. And when you guys record, are you recording live or no? Um, Not so much. You know, usually, probably more often than not, Dave will track with Taylor to get the drum. Right take and then we all kind of add stuff on top okay yeah yeah Yeah. but it's not so much i mean we've done that where we've all like tracked live but then like really honestly we've probably just kept the drum track yeah they've also done analog cleans that shit up you know what i mean so yeah yeah i think that's i mean when you're playing all together as a band for the drummer yeah to track it that's actually done that once and and it's actually kind of incredible because you get the the drummer really can feel you know, yeah. everybody together. And totally. Music. Yeah. Totally. And then you put it all on a grid and take all that personality out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> the Sonic Highways, my friend Jim Rota was a part of that. Oh, yeah. You know Jim. Was, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That really Jim's a friend of mine. That was beautiful, man. That whole yeah. series and going to play with the bad and playing with the bad brains and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that yeah. was like such a good. I love that. Yeah. That, that was fun because every one of those songs was recorded in a different place, in yeah, a different man. city. Yeah. yeah. So clever. Yeah. Man. Really fun. Um, did you box Steve Martin? I did. <laughs> so, when, when, not the Steve Martin, you know, Steve Martin, the manager. Yeah, he used to be Gnostic Front. Blew up as a manager. Manages you two now. He's oh, well. He's oh, our man. publicist. Like, he's our publicist. publicist. Yeah, publicist. Oh, okay. yeah, like, he comes yeah. from the scene, but he's kills it. I was okay. Yeah. Different one. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny. Yeah, you story. thought you were deep dive lacy. Yeah, though. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story about you're that. You're a boxer. So. Well, I, I mean, I, I boxed. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I to be honest, I haven't boxed for okay. a fucking long time now, but um. But yeah, I was I was super into it there for a while, and and when I moved, I got into it when I was living in San Francisco, and then when I moved to New York, 
um, Steve was also into boxing yeah. and hooked me up with his trainer. Okay. Um, so I started training with his trainer, and that was down at that Church Street boxing gym. Yeah, that Church Street. Yeah. And uh, and and they would have white collar fights. Mm -hmm. So the, our trainer was like, "Hey, well, you know, there's a white collar fight coming up. Why don't you guys fight each other?" You know, I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, and dude, that was. I think fucking... Rusty might have been there, maybe. He was. <laughs> Rusty was good friends with Steve, and his, oh shit, his wife worked there before it, she worked for Conan wow. Bryan. So Let me tell know. you something. That was so much fucking harder to do. Mm. Like you go train boxing and like spar in the gym. Oh my god. And you're like, oh man. I'm a fucking killer, you know. I'm like yeah. so, and then you go get in front of a room full of people, yeah. And that was the first time I ever did that, and it fucking was hard, dude. Like thirty seconds into the first tired, round, right? I was gassed, yeah. Damn. you know, yeah, like just oh god, I just got to make it through three rounds. Like in my, it's funny because I was pretty early in dating my wife, and her parents were in town, and she brought them oh, and like god. all her friends and stuff. And this, I was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna get fucking beat up by Steve Martin in the fucking. Did, did you, you know? win the fight? Um, I would call I would call it a draw. Um, I don't know. I don't know that either one of us got the best of the okay. other guy. Um, but I will tell you the funny part of that is that Steve um, and I love you, Steve. If you ever hear this, but Steve uh, a while after that said, "Hey, you know, I don't even remember what magazine it was. He he pitched me to write a, a little story in in something. I forget some mm -hmm. magazine at the time and uh, about doing the white collar fight. And I was like, okay, cool, because my wife's uh, photographer friend had come and took these fucking amazing shots oh, cool. where it just looks like ah, he's, ah, <laughs> you know, fucking great looking you know great shots and so I wrote the thing and I gave him you know one of those one of those pictures and then like you know a month goes by and the magazine comes out and he has given them a picture of him <laughs> punching me like literally <laughs> like, like the picture in the magazine is his fist like like that <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> That's why, kids, if you're listening, you don't fucking box your publicist. <laughs> yeah. It's the wrong guy you, in the organization. How many rounds was it? Uh, three two-minute rounds. Three two-minute rounds. Or it it might have even been three yeah. one-minute rounds. I don't know. Like, I, but still, it's yeah, that. I know. Yeah, that he, was... he went from the hardcore scene yeah, to that, like... I didn't know he went that far. Yeah, like, dude. Like, oh, he's still the band's publicist. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And That's you, incredible. You too as well. So many people. Maybe yeah, tons of people. Paul McCartney. I mean, he's got like crazy crossers. Wow. Good for him, man. Yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Somebody mentioned it to me. You have to ask about the Steve Martin thing. And speaking about sports, were you... you it, were, soccer. Yeah, were you really into soccer? A -Y -A -Y okay, that's another internet myth. That yeah, I, 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 I Well, I mean, I, yes, I love playing soccer. Okay. I played one, uh, one, yeah. at a very low level as a kid. Okay. But there's like, it says, I think, like yeah, on my Wikipedia like page. That, that pro. I, yeah, that I was <laughs> had to make a choice. Yeah. Do I do right. music or do yes. I just... Yeah. It's on my notes. Yeah. Like, really? That is the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to go like, play in a pickup game Wikipedia. tonight. You can come watch. You'll see. You'll be like, that motherfucker was never going to play pro. <laughs> right. It was A-Y-S-O. Yeah, I knew this was like yeah. a Wikipedia. That's my son played. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My kids all did A-Y-S-O too. I was like, what the... I was like, no way. I was like, no way. It named your favorite teams. I wrote that, yeah. It was like Arsenal. Arsenal. Oh, it's Arsenal, Arsenal all yeah. day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you yeah. love soccer as a kid. Yeah, like kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because when when I was a kid, when we, you know when we were all kids, like I don't know what it was like where you guys grew up, but everybody out here played soccer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But nobody I knew followed soccer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't know anything about soccer. I mean, you know? Yeah. What I, mean? I just either. it was just the thing that you played 100%. with your friends. You know what I mean? But like I but didn't. It blew up. Especially, I remember. I mean, I grew up in Cleveland, and I remember it blew up when Pele came to play yeah. in the U.S. Mm. in the New York team, the Spirit, I think it was called. Cosmos. Then, Cosmos, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. And then there was like the indoor league that happened, yeah. and that 
for some reason blew up in Cleveland. There's like, yes, really? the Cleveland Force, and I was like, I am gotta go to the games yeah. in Cleveland. Force. And they come out with like, you know, Luke, it was the same time around like Star Wars and everything uh, like, kind yeah. of blowing up, and then they would come out with like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. I was like, hmm copyright and for i don't know if they can really do this like <laughs> when the, they just did it you know when the mls happened because there was all that era and yeah. then that whole league just went away yeah, you know, yeah. It, like didn't take unfortunately in the states, i was because you, know? you know in the states like there's a, that long-standing thing like soccer's boring they yeah. all just fall mm-hmm. over and they'll play you know whatever that thing but um, but when the mls <laughs> thing happened here um the the san jose team and i was living in the bay area at that mm-hmm. time the san jose team was called the san jose clash Oh yeah, yes. that's right. Oh, that's yeah, sick. Cleveland Best had the Columbus. Name. Yeah. <laughs> now they're called the Earthquakes or whatever. But yeah, back the then it was the Clash. Yeah, but I I remember that league came and I was like, yeah, and yeah. all the guys in my band were just like, oh my god, they were just like laughing because yeah. they went to a game in L.A. and they're. The Galaxy was playing, and there's just... The, oh, well, yeah, they're Brazilian, though. They're yeah. like, hey, fuck you and your silly little soccer league. Laughing. Yeah. Like, at the game, it was just like, Galaxy, Galaxy, <laughs> the yeah. cheers. And they're like, oh, my God. I've, have you ever been to a game down there? Oh, yeah. yeah I've never been down numerous there. Numerous games. Really? It must be wild. Yeah, this, this concrete oh, ground is yeah. shaking yeah. from the rhythm section of everyone playing all the instruments and jumping. Wow. Like, Gosh. concrete shaking. You know, yeah. it's, it's like thousands and thousands of people just it, it, it gives you goosebumps you wow. just wow. feel yeah. the sound of like the people like, oh. well that's it's the thing like so insane i've been to games i've been to a bunch of games in the uk right um which is also yeah. i mean i don't think maybe it's quite as as wild with the, different. with the drumming and everything but like it is like a different kind of like sporting environment, oh, yeah. you know, like yeah, the, with the, everybody it feels more like a concert, you know, yes, like everybody's singing the whole time. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. It's a different, it's, it's a different like, thing. You can feel it like yeah. in your chest. You're like, Oh my God, this is, insane. we're supposed to be down. That's the next tour that we're supposed to do is South America. So yeah. hopefully, that, hopefully that happens. Ridiculous. Yeah. Right, Cause I've seen, what did you know? I think we there? even played, I, I think you guys played rock and Rio for sure. Yeah. And oh, we yeah, played yeah. the same rock yeah. and Rio. So I just remember this, Everyone in the crowd singing it, like tearing up, yeah, singing everything. I I mean, it's like every band in Brazil, they're either doing a cover of Chili Peppers, Foo Fighters, (laughs) wow, uh, Deep Purple, Mm, Uh, really, Deep Purple. All young kids are like, I love Deep Purple, really, really. That's random. We did a tour with Deep Purple. Us and the helicopters. (laughs) What? Yeah, that's what a stadium type stuff. Insane. I was like, yeah. that's really going to happen? Wow. Insane. Yeah. But they, they have these real eclectic bands that are just huge there. Yeah. Aha, too. Right. Iron Maiden is still massive. Iron Maiden oh, yeah. still top. Yeah. Ramones are always the biggest. Yeah, right. killed it out there. Yeah, the yeah. Biggest. I remember, it's funny, I did a, um, I did a fill-in in 1998 when I was still in No Use for Name. Lagwagon's guitar player, they were supposed to go down to uh, Brazil. Mm-hmm. for. They had a week of shows just in Brazil. And it, like a couple days before he like got arrested or something. I forget. He, he couldn't go. <laughs> so I jumped in at the last minute, went down there with him. And I remember the last night, I don't remember where we were, but the last night we, I was like broke off from the whole gang. I was like hanging out with these girls in a, some crazy club. And, uh, and somebody goes, Oh, TSOL is upstairs. I was oh, like, what? what? TSOL is here. And this was in 1998. Okay. Right. So I was like, Whoa, no way. And I ran upstairs and it was, it was the, um, the Joe Wood version, the sort of later, the yeah. 80s yeah. version, which I knew those guys too, though. Right, you know, right. I was like, what the fuck? And they're I like, like dude, we've... And like, yeah. they 
we'll, like maybe still go down there and play shows you know, and are big. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that that's thing, sick. that different kind of fan loyalty. That was reve- that was a revenge album, right? I think so. I revenge. Love- yeah, yeah, that's a great record. It's great. Yeah. Great record. Yeah. It's and good. after that, it was like hit and run after that. The second album. After My that. best friend. Yeah. Revenge. revenge was yeah. so good. That man. other song on there. Um, I've been rough. Colors. Oh, What's yeah, it? yeah. Color, I know, yeah, you're right. It is Black color. is the color. color. Oh, so good. Yeah, I love that. I don't know why I love I love the fast stuff too, but that record it really hit me. I don't know what, how yeah. it Yeah, it was a re-listen. I was like, oh man, this was really good. Because it's still uh, Ron Emery playing guitar okay. from the OG version of TSOL. Yeah. And he was fucking, he is fucking rad. That yeah. guy's a great, great guitar player. Yeah, even when I hear the record today, I've listened to it a couple months ago. It still gave me goosebumps like thinking about oh, the yeah. time in my life. The right? time period, yeah, it yeah. really hits so strong yeah a lot of those california bands though i was just like striking nerve it was so uh mystical like it was a mystery because they weren't really touring a lot they weren't coming to cleveland no but a lot of bands came to cleveland because it's the midway point of like to new york to new york right yeah and and it's i mean it's rock and roll hall of fame baby i was gonna say that there you go that's a great segue i was gonna say congratulations (laughs) oh thank you i watched the whole performance i watched all the speeches it was beautiful oh right on yeah that was really awesome that was cool yeah, that must have been crazy. Yeah. All your families were out there. That was like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but my wife crazy, and kids. Man. It was funny when we were playing, you know. Um, Good segue. When, yeah. when McCartney <laughs> came out or whatever yes, to do dude. the song. And like, I was like, because wow. I was on the kind of the far side of the stage. My family are, are like the band table was on the uh, across the way. Yeah. And I was like trying to like look behind right. Dave and Paul McCartney to see my family. And I could just see my kids are all just sitting there like. <laughs> 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 That's the oh, fucking dad. <laughs> I think I saw when they painted the family. Yeah, they yeah, they're all like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> on the phone, like. <laughs> it's like, that, so that's a, that's yeah. a real thing. Oh yeah, yeah. kids yeah. are just like. But they were stoked. I mean, they, they yeah. you know, it's it's that funny thing with your kids. You're like, I, you know, I, I, I how can you even gauge what right. they're sort of registering or I what know. they're thinking? How old are they again? Uh, 14, 15, 18. So wow. what, what kind of music? Are, do they play music? Are they into music? They don't play music so much. I mean, they all kind of went through taking lessons and stuff, but they didn't really stick with any of them. Um, and they all are really into hip hop. Yes. I mean, that's like the yeah. dominant, you know. Are um, you into it too because of them? Do they I mean, play? I listen. I know more about hip hop than I than I did fucking <laughs> like, years ago. That's for sure. You know I, I care mean? to know. Because I'm, you know, I'll tell you a funny. <laughs> so true. Every time they would start listening to hip hop, I'd always go, hip. Hop, hip it, hop, and you hip hop, and you don't stop. And, I just, and then one day, in where I don't remember where we were, but that Sugar Hill gang oh, song came on, and my, my middle son was like, "Fuck, Dad, that's the song. That's that song you want to sing." I'm like, "I know. That's yes. why I sing it. It's original that's right. shit. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny." Yeah. Do, you, do you know certain artists like Travis Scott, different artists? They talk, they talk yeah, about my Mumble kids are stuff. my kids are really into Earl Sweatshirt. Oh, nice. and they're into like all that Odd Future, the stuff that kind of came out of Odd Future, odd future like yeah. uh, Tyler the Creator and all mm. that stuff. You know what I mean? And like. Kanye and all, you know all the that kind of stuff too and like it's funny because they're into different like like one son's a little more like into the the Earl Sweatshirt thing the other one's maybe a little more into the Twenty One Savage, Savage thing or like stuff yeah. like you know it's like they, my son's into yeah, yeah. so I, it's cool like it's like I like I really like that about parenthood is yeah. watching your kids get develop their own strong opinions about shit yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and like they'll stuff. argue their, 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 their they're like stand their ground yeah and, and, yeah. and I'm not I don't like dislike any form of music or whatever mm-hmm. 
But it is funny because when they were real young, they just listened to my records. You know what I mean? Wow. So like, I thought, oh, dude, I fucking knocked it out of the park to listen to ACDC <laughs> and everything, you know, all this yeah. shit that I loved. But then when they, you know, around like fifth, sixth grade, they start like you know, listening own. to what their friends are listening. To, that became more of a thing. 100%. And, yeah. and I think it's cool, you know. And, and and it also made me realize, like, I mean, I don't want to bag on anybody, but like, the much kind of cooler and more interesting production is mm. happening in my opinion oftentimes outside of rock music nowadays yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. you listen to some of that hip-hop stuff they're listening to, and you're like, it's fucking like it's crazy sounding yeah. yeah dude. you know what i mean like and i'm not saying like rock bands should mirror that necessarily mm -hmm. but then you listen to like a lot of kind of like mainstream you know, yeah, rock yeah, yeah. stuff just doesn't really it just sounds a little too like I don't know. It's a little too processed for my No, I know what you're saying. Taste. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, uh, do you like Turnstile? What's that? Have, have you heard, heard Turnstile? No. Is that somebody I should check I out? Think, I, think you, oh, yeah. I think you would like them. Cool. I think you would like them. Uh, yeah. um, have they brought you out to like a hip-hop show or got you to go see any concerts? I've, I took like pretty quickly my son, my oldest, did not want me like going in the show with him. But <laughs> 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 well, Jack, you get us in? Yeah. Well, they, when when my oldest son figured out that I could get him tickets, it's exactly. like the fucking light bulb. Like, yo, fucking, <laughs> yeah. yeah, here's, I need four tickets to fucking Coachella. Go get them. Or whatever. Oh, exactly. Uh, All right. Oh, because right now Drake's doing that too this year, yeah. But yeah, I, I took Liam to a, my oldest to a, um, one of the first gigs that, because they all grew up going to our gigs, of course. You know, and touring yeah. with us and stuff. So they, but I took him to go see, um, what's that dude's name? Um, Kendrick. Rich, Rich no, Rich Bryant. Oh, okay. Do you know that guy's part of, um, there's like a whole, there's a label that puts out, it's all like Asian hip hop. Oh, wow. Um, and it's oh, like, no, you yeah, know yeah. that shit, yeah. um, Rich gosh. Brian, never heard What's of him. What's the label called? Because they have like um, a He did festival. a song with Ghostface. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I took, I took yeah. my son to, to, to that show. Yeah. This was years ago now, down, down at the Shrine. And, That's sick. And I, and I just, I, it's funny because I, I just made sure that he got in. And then I sat in my car. No joke, like watching Netflix on my phone for like six <laughs> hours, and then and then and like worked my way through. I don't even know what, like a whole yeah. series or like eight movies or some shit. And then finally went in, went in at the very end, just because I just was out of curiosity, you know. And I just went and watched some of it, and it was just like, you know, it was not my taste exactly, but yeah. like do a bunch of young people just fucking nutting it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool, like yeah. cool energy. And you know what's funny about all that stuff? I'm sure you've noticed this. They all like my son. I was like, yeah, I was like in the mosh pit. Yes. And I'm like, what? That's really that's yeah. a thing at hip hop shows. I'm yes. like, all right, cool. They've totally like he didn't know that that came out of like punk rock. Uh, yeah, my you son know what I mean. Like, but my son. Wow. Yeah, it's and it's and it's not yes. the same thing because it's, it's not, not a big gnarly fucking pit. Right. Of, it's more like dancing, but kind of wild, I guess. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, they're not and like. By, and I realize I sound pitting. like a grandpa right now. No, like, no, no. But, you're right. It's yeah. not like a circle pit they're doing. I don't think so. I think it's more just like kids. Jumping just around, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. into it. But they know? call it a like I yeah. saw Travis Scott the form, and there was a there was two pits, and then people were kind of diving, getting up on the stage of the form. I said to my son, I "Go, why are they mosh?" And he's like, "Why are they moshing at your show?" I'm like, "All right, fair." Yeah, you know, it's a new <laughs> yeah, generation. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The kids were like opening up pits. They were like circle. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, because it's um, that same energy, yeah. you know. And I oh, think yeah. so. Like you know, that's what my kids are, angst, are drawn teenage to. Angst, yeah, all that. You, know, you gotta let it out. Are you the cool rock dad at the school? Like, did um, the parents know you're in the Food Fighters that the school the kids go to? Yes. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the cool rock dad because it's L.A. and it's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's right. like you know, yeah. fucking yeah. F-list celebrity. And, you <laughs> know, like, basically. But, like, <laughs> and there's some other, you know, certainly cooler, <laughs> you know, uh, people there. But, yeah, but we, the, we, it, 
at the at my kids' elementary school, we had a great parent band that would get together oh, once once a, once a year and put on a show for the kids, and that was always a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. Because there's some really great players. Like wow, some wow, great, different bands. Okay, yeah, not even band people. Like you know, session yeah. cats and I, like I've been wanting to play. Man. Yeah, and like composers and <laughs> oh, like you like know, and people like and producers and just people Damn. that are great players, but maybe not necessarily in the public eye. Yeah, like, and like really like great and then some that you know like fucking don was and people like that getting up and playing you know like pretty cool wow um awesome. now at the age that my kids are at like uh you don't go into the school to drop them off right mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i now i feel like totally cut off yeah i know like you know all through elementary school like you don't realize how lucky you are to be able to like walk your kid in and talk to their teacher yeah. and fucking stand sit there and schmooze with the other parents and all that thing like i i, I really miss that mm -hmm. you know yeah i have like yeah. this uh fear of leaving the nest syndrome thing kicking my son's oh, 18 now i'm like yeah billy Eilish is 19 she's 19 at home. he's 19 oh, he's 19 i'm like yeah. billy Eilish is 19 <laughs> she lives at home you can yeah. stay as long as you want yeah you have a studio in the garage you get your drums in there you know a bit of extension on the house like oh dude this is, this my oldest is a senior he's going to college in new york next year oh, oh wow. like it's a, like and i think about it literally every day and i'm so stoked and so proud of him that he's doing yeah. what he wants to do but at the same time I'm like New York like fuck are you kidding that's like a five hour plane ride fuck, you, know? At least you love it there though I know my wife immediately was like we need to buy an apartment in New York I was like fucking cool down <laughs> <laughs> easy now you could probably get a cheap one now in Manhattan though, the way things are right there really I don't know I heard everything's dropped out there it's mm. fucking mm -hmm. um, okay real, real quick besides all the food fighter stuff Real McCoy I know you, you guys played three gigs you have Jackson United Viva Death so many different bands Chevy Metal Chris Shipler Band um, you have so many different side things you've been doing. Country stuff. Yeah, yeah. Most of my side stuff busy. these days is is leans a little more country rock yeah. kind of flavor yeah. thing. Yeah, I so. like that though. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's been fun. But you've always stayed busy in between the Foo Fighters tours and doing stuff and yeah, and it's writing. It's the, that is the cool thing. I mean, you guys asked about songwriting and stuff. I yeah. really didn't like like develop as a songwriter till kind of later. You know, uh -huh. like really it was like late twenties. You know, early 30s when I really started to explore songwriting, and then um, Christian and, the Dead Peasants, yeah, like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's um, it's that is one of the great things about Foo Fighters is you know there's some bands where it's sort of frowned on to yeah. do stuff outside of it, but we certainly are not one of them. Everybody is kind of active doing this and that. Yeah, and, you know, cool. what does yeah. all hat no cattle mean? Yeah, that I think that means like you're full of shit. Okay, you're like you're like I think it means you're a poser. I thought it was yeah. funny because I it's a be, it well because it's a covers record. Oh, you know? okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I think it's like it means like you know that guy's all hat and no cattle. Like he's just okay. he's, there's no substance. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then Viva Death, that was with your brother. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And then you have the podcast too, Walking the Floor podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's that title from? That's What's an old that? Ernest Tubb song. Okay. And it's also like a lyrical theme that pops up in a lot of old honky tonk songs. A lot mm. of country songs through the years. They will say there will be some reference to walking the floor. Yeah. You know, and it's usually like you're heartbroken and you're, okay. you know, kind of thing. But when I was trying to figure out uh, a name for the podcast, I don't know, it just seemed like it fit. And I knew it was going to be kind of more of like uh, Americana, twangy, country right. focused. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's it. what we established a little bit. Yeah, early we checked out the guests. Like, like, who, who, that? Yeah. who yeah. is Who are these people? Who is like, this Merle Haggard? <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. Come on, man. Like, you have like 170 episodes out. That's amazing. Yeah. Where I did know, you start? There's a bunch. I started back in 2013. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm still doing it. It's, it's funny. Through COVID, I did a lot of it at first. 
Was it, just, I, was it video too or just audio? Not, well, I, I use some of the Zoom footage now yeah, to yeah. like make a little clip for it or whatever. But mm-hmm. it kind of like, to be honest, it kind of burnt me out on, I was like, fuck, I feel like I'm full-time podcasting right now. Mm. So like, I, and I've been doing this format for a while and I've got another idea that I'm trying to get going and pitch some folks on it. And I'm going to yeah. see if that'll... If that'll go, so yeah, I, I, probably at some point, I'll at the very least just kind of segue into in a different kind of podcast mm. thing, you know, that's maybe a little more guitar centric. Yeah, and which one's like the country one you're doing? That's not the Dead Peasants. That's just the Chris Shiflett band. Well, yeah, and Dead Peasants was was like the the first Dead. I did two Dead Peasants yeah. records, and the first one was like the first time I ever really tried to kind of write in that style, you know, yeah. or just or not so much that I was trying to write in that style, but I just listened to a lot of that music, and so yeah. it was the first time I ever tried to like record some of that stuff you yeah. know and then the the all hat no cattle record was like a covers record basically yeah. that we recorded pretty much like not the vocals but the band we did that live in the room out at, at our food studio oh it's awesome yeah which was fun oh yeah so you can go there with your other projects and work in that oh, studio yeah. too yeah. yeah i was just in there yesterday recording some stuff like it's you know it's funny this week's like like i didn't get as much done yesterday as, as i wanted to and i was like i need to come back like on wednesday and they're like, nope, Dave's in here Wednesday and Thursday. It's like, well, how about Friday? Nope, Nate's in here. Like, you know, you're like, you know, yeah, yeah. edging each cool other out for, there, for time. I, I got to go out there one oh, time. Oh, you checked it out? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's so, oh, it's, so it's a great awesome. room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's massive. Yeah, yeah. What, what area is that in? What part is that? We so much Northridge. Here. Northridge, that's right, yeah. yeah. Jeez, yeah. But don't drop by if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> you're not welcome. <laughs> what, was, what was the last real job you had? Mm. <laughs> the last real job I had was not long. You know, when I was in No Use for Name, I was most probably like, you know, half the time not having to work. Okay. You know, and especially towards the end. Oh. You know, because yeah. like, once we did a couple of Gimme Gimme's records that sold a little bit, made yeah. a little money off that. Like, had a couple of No Use for Name records, and and then did touring. But like, usually life would sort of be like we'd go on tour, I'd come home, I'd have a little money a chunk, for yeah. a minute, and then maybe after a couple months, I'd have to go get a job delivering pizzas or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, and the la- I remember the last job I had was was not a terrible job. It was I was working in this office, and it was these two women, and I think their job was like they supplied the lighting to like the gap in banana Republic or something. Okay. It was like, that was their thing. Yeah. And I was just like a rando office guy. Oh, wow. Clerk, you know? And I remember <laughs> they like, I remember they offered, cause it was like a part-time thing and they offered me the job full time. And then, um, and then something, I went on tour. I don't remember that. That was the, that was like so that, right 2000? before that was like 99. And wow. that, but that, that, that spring semester before, I joined Foo Fighters. I went to City College okay. in San Francisco. And I don't think I was working through that. I think I just maybe had some money from the Gimme's Records what, what, or something. What, what, yeah. what was your course? Like, what were you taking? What were you well, you remember, I dropped out of high school. So, I mean, I took like just dumb, dumb entry level. Okay. I just had never... It was like I had a conversation with a buddy of mine that was going to college at that time. Okay. And I said something like, oh, man, I, I never went to college. It'd be, you know, it's something I regret. And he goes, well, why don't you go? It's like, I can't. I'm in a band. He goes, what are you, you're like sitting around. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) You're in a band. You could totally go. Yeah. Like that's, it's the opposite. And I I signed up for, um, I remember I took like four classes and it was like real entry level math and English and history and political science. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just to do it. And it was, and it was really fun. And I was actually kind of thinking like, you know, I might kind of go down that path and maybe do that. And then the, the Foo Fighter gig came up. So, damn. Deferred. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have your GED? 
I I got uh, my proficiency, which is the state version of that. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. And not one person ever oh, that asked lets to you see get it. Into college. <laughs> no one's ever asked to see <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, there was never a time that I was like applying for a job. Well, we're gonna need to see the paperwork on that. <laughs> okay, here you go. Wait, is that what you needed to get into the city college? No, you didn't need shit to get into city college. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. you just needed to, you know ten fifty or whatever it was to pay for the to pay for the unit. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> American education system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top notch. Top yeah, right. Notch. Best in the land. <laughs> Answer to yourself, optimist or pessimist? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, honestly, I'm a lean more pessimist, more wow. of a more of a skeptic. You don't seem like that. I, yeah. Well, I know, but like you know, I, <laughs> yeah. Are you a I, realist? I, yeah, I guess you know. I mean, I think I probably um, have like low expectations and hope for the best. Okay. You know, kind of, kind of is more always been my outlook. I mm. think, yeah. So whatever works for you, yeah. Yeah. And how about any major regrets in your life? College. Major regrets. <laughs> <Say> college. <laughs> college. Had I known I would look like such a schmo to my own children by dropping out of high school, I probably would have just stuck it out and got. Right, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. That's uh, my kids like rue the day that I dropped out because they're like, "Fuck, Dad, we get it. You dropped out. We're not going to just get off my ass. I did my homework. Right. Oh. I swear. Back at you, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like even my my youngest Damn. last night was like. I know you're just always freaked out about my homework because you dropped out, which is true. Right. It's a hundred percent true. But it yeah. sucks your kids know everything. Oh, they know. Son, I didn't yeah, go to college. My, my son's yeah. like, you didn't go to college. Yeah. I'm like, right. so but you can. We got you. It's yeah. Like, you're, nah. not me. You're, yeah. Not, you're not me. I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They have to know everything because they can't throw it back at you like that. Super I know. Smart, those kids. Especially when you've had some sort of like public life, you know, where mm -hmm. they can. Did you did you ever go through that with 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 your son? Like yeah, I remember sort of seeing like I remember walking in on my on my youngest like googling me. Oh <laughs> wow! You know like that thing where you're like, whoa, what's and you're you're like, kind of don't that, believe like, Wikipedia? Shit, what's what's gonna come up? And <laughs> when you do the image search, that might not, uh, that might not be a great. A couple girls my son was dating, their, their parents did that on me. Really? And we went wow. to go meet them. They started talking to me about my band. They checked on me and right. What I just tell them not, just tell them not to go to Wikipedia. I, I know. You right. should put yeah. that out yeah. there. Yeah. This guy hates soccer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's like it's always wrong. I know. It's it all is, yeah. dude. People yeah. can change it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. yeah anybody that's can fuck with it, right? Anybody can go and change it. Uh, you, so yeah. You're pretty private life, though, with your family and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, we. it was important to us to keep our... our I wanted my kids like to, to just have a pretty, like, Mayberry upbringing. Yeah. You know, like, just keep them on a schedule and... You know, we were, I don't know that we were overly strict, but like tried to be, you know, maybe a little stricter than most on screen time and having a bedtime yeah. and all that stuff. And, and, you know, it's all out the window now because yeah. old, <laughs> old enough to, to you know, that you, that you can't like it's prevent crazy, them from dude. doing anything, you know. I know, man. You just try to lead them down the right path. But, scary. Um, yeah, scary world it right is. now. It is. Did they come on tour with you too when they were young? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. And still do. Like summertime. Yeah. Summertime Foo Fighters tour, like, because everybody's, you oh. know, got the got kids and, and is kind of kid, you know, it's a pretty wide range of yeah. kids nowadays. They're not but, too cool for it. Like, come see your dad's band play again. Or yeah, they're, for the yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they may they might not sit through your whole set, exactly. Yeah. But right, you know, right. yeah, if like you know, especially if like you know, we go play these festivals, and if it's like you know, on some of the other artists or bands that they like, yeah, that's know. cool. Yeah. But now you're traveling. I mean, is it now you traveled that 
each. You're not traveling with the band on one bus. It's like no, each, yeah. Each well, person. especially like summer tours. Usually, bring, everyone's bringing their family. Yeah. yeah, and usually it's like you, you have know, your own bus. Um, yeah, often. Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, bro. Thank That's you. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sleeping on floors, going. <laughs> he, in went from, he went from his own early went over to like Jason Newsted. I was like, I got to ask like Jason Newsted. I was like, so since you're in Metallica, because I just joined the band, and I was like. Recording at his house, I like, see so you, you get to travel, you know, with all the guys. He's like, no, I mean, it's like I don't. He's like, those guys like fly, and I take the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really, you take a bus to every gig? And he's like, yeah. He's like, everybody else flies. He's like, I like being on the bus. I do. I love the bus. I like the bus. It's funny because we we don't bus as much as we used to. You now know, it's all fly. It's all most like, especially yeah. if it's like Europe in the summer, we wind up, you know, kind of flying everywhere. And, and, uh, and you, I do find myself like, I miss the bus. I love bus tours. I know, yeah. That's I like the best dude. kind yeah. of oh, yeah. touring, you know? No doubt. Yeah. I, me- I remember, or I heard rumors of Eddie Vedder back in the day when they were huge. He, he, he drove his own car. The other guys were on the bus. I swear to God, wow. dude. I, he was, he, Is that true? Really? That's what I heard, man. I heard from some people. I know that, I know that uh, Neil Peart, completely different subject. I mean, well, it's like, the Who band would again? be traveling. I'm a poser. Who is Drummer for Rush. All right, thank, okay. thank you, Chappelle. Okay, guys. <laughs> he, thank would, you, uh, he would. He would do. He would take his motorcycle. Oh yeah, I think I heard that. Sick. Too. Yeah. I was like, oh that's, yeah, that's incredible. He, he would. Yeah, they yeah. talked about it in the, their documentary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I still out go out and do van tours fairly regularly with my solo stuff. Yeah, it must right. be nice. And, and it's and it's it is fun. Um, but. <laughs> it, well, <laughs> well, it's also very different. He's like getting, I, his, he's getting uh, his own room for sure. There are some things I can't hear. Yeah. I'll stay at the Motel <laughs> 6, but I'm going to be in my own room. Yeah. Yeah. It must right, be weird, right, though, yeah. to go back to that. from every, Yeah. I mean, I never stopped doing it, so it's not that weird. But the difference between the way I do that now and the way I did it then is that they never let me drive. In the in in no use for a name, okay. Because and I slept through all those tours. That's awesome. You know yeah, what I mean? Really? I was always asleep in the bunk, you know, for the eight hour drive. Yeah. Or you know, we have like the loft with the gear. Or yeah. Whatever. That's it. And now I tend to generally mostly just drive myself. So you kind of you kind of see nice. the world differently. Yeah. When in like I, the thing, and I'm not saying I would prefer to go back to a van tour necessarily, but <laughs> yeah. I like dipping my toe into it because when you go and you're in a town. You know, you drop your shit off and then you can kind of tool around in the van. You ain't like right. taking the private jet tooling around to go to Denny's. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, check out the town. Yeah, right. check out the right. town. You in the hotel, yeah. like you see it yeah, yeah. for the hundredth time, but yeah. still you get to see it. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Food Fridays do something where they got the same van they had, played back when played the same venues? You know, it's a bummer. We were all set to do that. You heard about that? We were yeah. doing yeah. that. Was the plan for 2020? <sighs> okay, okay. And then, and then that, yeah, yeah. And then that got COVID. That was such a cool yeah, idea, though. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, I'll go back and play the same spots. Yeah, Dave still has that van. I mean, it's parked wow. at our studio. I think right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know him personally, and I know like you, you guys are in the band together. But he seems the times I met him before, it seems like a very humble, not forget where he comes from, all the roots of punk rock, everything with the DC connection. Like the most humble guy, and, and you guys are like one of the biggest rock bands in the world. I mean, there's not many rock bands anymore if you think about it. True. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he. I mean, he's definitely a guy that like it, like appreciates where he came from. Yeah, for sure. You know, and also like a lot of people in his orbit or people you know that that work with the band and 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 all that sort of thing are people that have been that he's worked with for a very long time. Yeah. You know, so there is th- that thing. Yeah, I saw that in that documentary thing about going, obviously playing with the Bad Brains. He loves them, and sure. so it's the greatest day of my life playing these songs with them, and just like 
Yeah. He's always talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it doesn't oh, really. Yeah. That's what I love because he's, he's such a massive person in this band, but he yeah. definitely comes from mm -hmm. our world, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. And that was definitely his connection with you, like your band play with him and stuff like that. It's cool. Yeah, I never asked him, but I always felt like that was like the thing. That, Not that you were a good player, but you had that roots mm -hmm. and the history with him. Yeah, I felt like that, that you Helped. know. Yeah, for Rat sure. Pa Rat Pack. Yeah. Back to Rat Pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, man, you have any more questions for this guy, Chappelle? Um, Come on, I mean, I can, chance, I mean, bro. I can, uh, no, I'm good. Give no nerdy food fighters questions. I mean, oh, I know shit. a lot. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I, don't have I should be asking him a few questions. I know, questions. Right? Yo, Chappelle, is there anything, we, anything you want to know that's true or not about food fighters, or something that you? I don't know. I'm like, that's kind of tough because I'm pretty damn good with this shit. Yeah. So I don't know. You like, know, we boxed Steve Martin though. I got you. I, that yeah, one. you got me on that one. That was a deep dive. That was a deep dive. Yeah, you got me on that one. That was the actor though. He was excited. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've seen him. Yeah. I know every time I've seen you guys. I mean, I just. I remember the first time I saw. First time I saw you guys was the, wasting light tour um, when you guys were touring that record it was 2011 in Phoenix Arizona at the Suns Arena um, trying to think of what else that was a huge set I remember that you guys, had that, you guys had that uh, La Mariachi Oh, the Bronx. The Bro mariachi yeah. Bronx was on yeah. that tour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. Shout out to Matt. Doing, doing, so doing the doing their mariachi. Doing thing. Their, right. yeah, the Bronx, doing too. the mariachi thing. I remember yeah. that. Chappelle, um, what is your Rollins changed your life, Chappelle? Right. Yeah. So what what is your connection to Food Fighters? Obviously, you know Dave's from the DC Scream, the hardcore. Like, what do you think it is about Food Fighters you love so much? Um, it was initially that first record, and okay. I just never stopped from there. The Respect. first record. Um, and you love you all know. the records. Yeah, I love all the records. Yeah. yeah, that's good. You can say that about a band. You yeah. love all their shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then um, he's your number one fan, bro. By the way, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I take it. I, so take I, it. I actually was performing in the comedy tent on that Sonic Temple Festival. Oh shit! Oh yes. wow! And oh, then, so do you know Dave's cousin? Yes. Yes, because he's yes. a comedian. Yes. So, yeah. so so I was able to go backstage and hang out back there. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Big, that, that, big day for Lacey. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But it was so funny because I kind of just. <laughs> I kind of just stood in the corner and just kind of like stood by myself. Oh, that's know? funny. I actually, I actually did talk to, I talked to Pat because oh, okay. I know uh, Shane West who um, right yeah. did punk the, rock actor. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I knew all that and you know and then I just kind of like still, but I, I did get to meet Dave. You know, yeah, right on because of his cousin and stuff like that. Was but. he everything you dreamed? <laughs> did you do a shot with him? That's the real. Ooh, oh no, real. I, I wasn't drinking at the time. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Because that would be the classic <laughs> Foo Fighter backstage. Yeah, yeah. You know, experienced. Yeah, have. yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do any drinking or anything like that. So. And maybe Wikipedia's wrong. What was your favorite song to play by them? Still. Oh yeah. You love playing. Uh, I've written down to see if Wikipedia's correct. You know, I mean, for as far as like what we normally play, yeah, you almost it's like yeah. probably all my life forever long or something. You know, I mean, yeah. we just did a thing. We just um, uh, did a thing the other day that uh, we played some songs that we haven't played. Some songs that we I don't think I ever played live. Oh wow! Um, and that was really fun too. Was Wait, what like, was this? Well, it was a, it was a, it was <laughs> a thing nobody. that hasn't been. It's not. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not I don't know how soon you're posting this. But yeah, yeah. It, oh, okay. it won't be announced for a minute. Because one, okay. one of my one of my favorites. Some and content. I, and, I've, and I've actually never seen you guys play it live. But one of my favorites is my poor brain. Oh, we you know we used to play that all the time. All when the I first time. Joined the band, and that's why yeah. I, that's why I knew it from that like um, that winter uh, show or whatever. Like was it like Winter Olympics or something? You guys were. 
playing? What was that? Oh, I think yes, it was. That's him. exactly it what it was. It was a Winter Olympics. It was guys, Salt Lake City. Yes, yeah, so you guys played yes. My Poor Brain oh. at that uh, show. God I remember damn. you guys were all bundled up in jackets. <laughs> dude, that and was cold. They, I had those, had, like, those hand warmers outside. in my pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember. <laughs> so the thing, the reason why I know all this like live footage stuff <laughs> yeah. is because I'll YouTube. watch... I watch Foo Fighters <laughs> concerts like religiously. He's a deep dive. Uh, I know all the, like the, no the don't get scared. It's big, a lot of yeah. bands too. It's yeah, from just... the big day outs to Tea in the Park, you know the Rock and Reels. We got to get you like to at least like three or four more Foo Fighters shows to really put a pad on that GBH. Oh, the GBH. <laughs> you know what I mean? And kind of ensure that we keep it in, <laughs> we keep way out in front. Dude, Everlong still a song I hear, and I get like goosebumps. I get emo when I hear it. Yeah, it's pretty emo. It's, yeah. It makes me so. I don't know why. I guess you feel emotion when you hear. I remember it. when yeah. you guys. You guys. Yeah, uh, I totally. remember when you guys opened with it. You guys opened with it. Uh, it was a tour where uh, Dave Dave's uh, foot was broken. You guys yeah, opened yeah, yeah. with. Uh, I saw it. It was like twenty fifth. <laughs> what? 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 So what? I, I remember when we fir- when I first not long after I first joined the band we played Bowery Ballroom. Ooh, oh, um, and it. Rusty was there, and I never forget. And I remember after the show, he goes, "Dude, that was so rad when you guys were playing Everlong. You were like singing it like a fan." Right. Wow. And I, and I, it, it and it stuck with me because when when I first joined the band, and I would and I would try to remind myself not to do this, but I. Cause I didn't know them, you know, right. and I would like, I would like stage. watch them. Well, you know, but I'd have to go, fuck, I'm fucking playing. Stop doing that. Like, <laughs> I'm playing yeah. the song that I love with it. Yeah, yeah. You know Crazy. What I mean? Cause dude. it's a weird thing. Like those first couple records, uh, like, you know, I was a fan of those records. So my like sort of relationship to those songs is different yeah. than yeah. like, and then Absolutely. that third record I didn't play on, but I toured it. So like I have a different sort of, connection to that and then there's all the stuff that it, that we've done since i joined the band it's yeah. like a different you know i saw how the sausage was made you know yeah so, so it's like i hear it different or something you know I, mean, I hear those first couple albums though just like a fan yeah, yeah. just is as it, a whole is it still kind of surreal to you that you're in that band there are moments your life? yeah i mean there's for sure there are moments <laughs> you know, yeah yeah definitely it's fucking crazy uh though, i think I, sure. um go ahead last one <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i'll do last one uh <laughs> will bridge burning make the set list again Ooh, we just played that somewhere. Yeah. Where you been, Chappelle? You're supposed to be at every fucking show. <laughs> no, I, I, we just... Wait, where? I feel like we just played that in Las Vegas. I mi- yeah, I missed you guys at the we forum. Played some, we, played, we mixed up the set a little bit because we did like two nights. Yeah. So a lot of times if we do two nights in the same place, we'll have, you know, you try to yeah, mix yeah, up yeah, the yeah, set a little bit. Did, did yeah. you say they did an Angry Simone's cover song? Yeah, they used to. That was Gas before Chamber. me. That was yes. before yes. him. Yes. That was before you him. You played yeah. it with him? No, maybe, but I don't feel like it. That was what, that was what, that was what, yeah, I do know the answer. That was before this, the second record came out. Yeah. Yeah. They played on, man. And I feel like Gus got up and sang it or something. No way. Yeah. Which, so yeah. He knows that shit. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny for like Gus was, I don't know if you ever played down in Pensacola way back when, but Gus was a promoter down there. Okay. So he, yeah, he, even before, um, he was around the scene. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he even promoted the first time I went to Pensacola was when I was roading for Sib's band. Okay. Because they were on tour with the Boston's and Face to Face, and we we played down wow. there like the Night Owl or something. I think he was the promoter on that Damn. show. But then I but then that first year of the Warp Tour, you remember Seaweed was on there. Yeah. And Gus was tour managing them. That's how I okay. knew him. Yeah. Damn! Shout out to the Boston's too. This announced not together anymore. I love that band. They I know what's what, what. just what? I, I don't. Where'd know, that man. come from? I don't know, but they they changed my life. That band oh, big took time. us on tour. Yeah, incredible humans. Yes, musicians and just yeah, nice, big time. gentlemen. You know what I mean, dude? That band in a big way. That was the first tour I ever went on in my whole life, and that band really like showed 
me and probably a lot of people how to do it and yes. how to be hospitable yes, to the to the people the that are on the, that are underneath Treat you other on bands. the right. Yeah, I remember Dickie getting mad at me because I because um because I asked like too many times if I could have a beer. You know, <laughs> get in here, drink the fucking beer, make a sandwich, goddamn it, 100%. stop asking. <laughs> you know what? And, and we with we were with them when they were big, and we were with them when let's face it blew up, and they were the same dudes. Yeah, humble, yeah, take yeah, care yeah. of us, like totally. Yeah, man, I don't know yeah. what happened, but I love that band. It was such an incredible yeah. part of our my band and just everything. Yeah, yeah, totally. Big time. That's it for you, Chappelle. You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I just got a, I just got a line of my yeah. so Foo what, Fighters what, concert. So what we look for coming up with you? Like your new country stuff? Or what yeah, so I got, I've been chipping away at a new record, and we're trying to figure out. I've got a couple of songs that I'm going to put up here pretty soon, trying oh. to figure out how I'm going to get. Um, I think we've got it more or less sorted. But um, I don't know if I'm going to put out an album so much as maybe just put up some songs for a while yeah. kind of thing. So we'll see mm-hmm. you know, how that goes. And then... Um, and then with uh, with Foo Fighter stuff, we're, we've got like that movie coming out. And yeah, the horror movie. Some stuff around that. Jim Rota worked on that. He told yes, me. yeah, yes, yes, yes. And uh, and um, and then we're supposed to go down to South America. I, th- I think in March, and um, and hopefully that goes. You know, I, I hope so too. Yeah. yeah, I'll let you know. And then <laughs> are, are you down, going, going there first? I'm uh, leaving Thursday. Oh yeah. shit! Okay. Yeah. Okay. You let us know how it's going yeah. down. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. Give, send us a postcard. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, don't come. Some Brazilians are like, "Why are you saying that, Danicky? No, they need to come. Come to Brazil. Yeah. Zil, zil, zil. It's gonna be magic when you walk on stage again, though. I hope so. I mean, oh, when, I'm sure. sorry. When you limp on stage. Yeah, when I limp on stage. <laughs> Stop. Stop yeah. it. In South America, yeah. they're. Speaking of like emotional. stage and stepping out, I just want, I mean, when we watched where I was like, oh, we can watch this show like on Hulu, the show that happened in Chicago. Yes. Oh, so yeah. It, and so it was sitting there. And I Lollapalooza. Was, yeah, Lollapalooza. They killed it. I remember that. And, uh, and I was just like, oh, my God, I wonder how it feels to be able to be in a band like that where the sound is going to be legit. Every night. That's a great uh, question. Oh, yeah. Is it li- from like that every? Well, ni- to, to, just to tie that back into what we were talking about before. So the so the the um our onstage like the guy that does the monitor yeah, yeah. onstage sound Ian has been with Dave since like the, I think the first Nirvana <sighs> tour he ever did or yeah. something like that. Like I think the first time he went to go tour the UK because Ian's Scottish uh, was was. With with it was when he met Ian. He's been with them ever since. So yeah, no, he's amazing. He's been with the band forever, way before I was in the band. And like literally every night, it sounds great and it sounds the same. And it's I you know what I mean. Knew it. Like, you got your, you got your mix worked out and it's all I great. Course. I was actually I was calling him. We have been talking about ordering some new in ear monitors or whatever the, uh, the, this week. So yeah, oh love Ian. Oh my god, he's I mean because that's a dream come yeah. true to me. Yeah. Like I always. Because, I mean, you can see the level that's so different when I was watching all the other bands before you guys played. And then you get on, it's just like, kind of like at a live show when you're opening up for a band that's really big. And then right, they right. get on, it's like, holy shit, where, where did all that sound come from? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it had yeah. that, we had that happen a few times with like Metallica. And I was just like, yeah. people were like, that was great. And then Metallica comes on, it's like, oh, <laughs> like the heavens come through. Yeah. Is it true that some headliners don't want the band before them to sound that good? And they totally. The totally. Oh, that's classic. That's classic. Yeah, give them like yeah. half the PA or whatever. No, I, that's what I learned yeah. that, like yeah. joining the band. I was like, damn. Yeah. I was like, but there's certain bands that are generous yeah. with giving you part I mean, of the I mean, I remember going to see when I was when I was young, like going to see the Stones at the Coliseum here okay. in LA and on that Steel Wheels tour. 
and Living Color opened, Woo. and then Guns N' Roses, yeah. and then Damn. The Stones. Right. Damn. And I swear to God, Living when Color, Living Color sick. were playing, right. it was like daylight, and I was in, you know, it, it's the Coliseum. It's yeah. fucking gigantic, like 100,000 people or whatever. And you practically, like, couldn't hear them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like that shitty of the, yeah. the, that small and then when guns and roses came out it was better yeah and then when the stones came out they just came out brown and it and all of a sudden it was fucking technicolor you know what i mean like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know that's what i was thinking like when yeah. you guys came out i was like oh shit yeah that's like that i was like our tv sure. production is really yeah. and then it was like okay on tv it sounds amazing i was like god it's like a dream to come out like every show. Just like I know it's gonna sound yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, bravo! I mean, the production of that team, whoever, it makes sense. They've been working with you guys for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You, do you get nervous anymore playing going on stage or Foo Fighters? Um, depends on what it is. And worry about fucking know? up or anything. Or De- no? I mean, I I I figured out a long time ago that like you'd really have to fall on your face for anybody to know. Yeah. And when you yeah. figure that out, it yeah. really like gives you some confidence. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you could think you suck yeah. and you fucked up, and the crowd doesn't hear anything. Right? Maybe the band might have heard something. Look yeah. at each other for a second. Yeah, yeah. you got a few guitarists. You'd be like, I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it was that guy. Yeah. But like, there are moments. You know, if you're like playing a new song or something. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That those where you're like, you know, you don't want to fuck that up. But I, get, I feel like I get more excited than nervous. Yeah. You know. You still get excited. Yeah. yeah. You still have to play those yeah, songs yeah. and. Yeah, I get nervous as fuck when I do my own shit because it's it's you know I'm singing and I'm playing guitar and it's like that's you gotta remember all those fucking words. And do you you guys know what that's like? Yeah, that's hard. Do you feel more? And there's less people there. Yeah, and and they don't know your music. Yeah, and you know what I mean. You gotta remember the Foo Fighters show. Everybody there is like there because they want to hear those songs. And when you're going out and you're doing your own thing, you're trying to win people over. Absolutely. People are people might be skeptical. You know, that's a different. Yeah, so totally. you have Foo Fighter yeah. fans coming out to see you probably. And yeah. people from your past yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then you're playing small venues and yeah. carrying your own shit. Yeah. yeah, and then playing like music that like has some country flavor to it. Right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like me first in the gimme gimmies, man. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> totally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right, so walking the floor podcast. There's gonna be more episodes, hopefully, or something. Yeah, new yeah, yeah. Okay. I think then uh I just put one up on Monday. Okay. Um but you drop I, maybe Monday? I try, I try to do it every two weeks when I'm when I'm really in, in the flow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was doing it. There was a point where I did it weekly, and I felt like it was too much. I just felt like I was always... Because it's just me, and I was like felt like yeah. I was always editing and thing. You oh, you know? edit your own shit, too? Yeah, and I don't Damn. do much in the way of editing, yeah. but yeah, but um, but just, you know, even recording a little preamble and yeah. putting some background music and kind of mixing it all together, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Not my strong suit. Well, I'm psyched for the horror movie. When's that coming out? Yeah, I think February, February 25th. 25th. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh, that's going to be in the movie theaters? Yeah. That's going to be movie theaters? Yeah. That's going to have right, a, a the theatrical release, awesome. even. Yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. you're fucking I'm amazing. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for being here, man. I really, yeah, really no, appreciate it. Yeah, no, super fun, man. It's great to catch up with you. I'm stoked for you. and. I always love talking to people that are also musicians because mm-hmm. it's a different kind of, it's a conversation. It's not an interview. True. Yeah, you know? that's how, yeah, that's yeah, what the shit yeah, is. Yeah, that's well. a good point. Yeah. And comedians too, this guy's. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Who's going to be, he's, try, he's going <laughs> to he started a band like a punk band, so we're going to yeah, do that yeah. soon. Good. Yeah. Soon I will have seen your band more than any other <laughs> band I've ever seen. GBH versus Foo Fighters. Yeah, that's right. GBH versus that's Foo right. Fighters, man. That's, that's right. Yeah. Fucking tell Colin we're coming for yep. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. All right, bro. Thank you so much for being yeah, here. Yeah, no worries, man. Thank, thank you. Thank you guys for being here, Derek and Chappelle. Yes. De nada. What? That was Spanish. For Spanish. You. You're, you're welcome. Okay, go whatever. Love you. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.